It's the Seth Williams Show with Mike Kosoka. And here's your host, Seth Williams and Mike Kosoka. Welcome. Yeah. Another Monday night. The Seth Williams Show with Mike Yasaka, live, Facebook, YouTube, Rumble, and of course, the SethWilliamsShow.com. The SethWilliamsShow.com. That's where you can get everything. All those on. places. Uh, that's where we want to encourage everybody to go from now on is right. the SethWilliamsShow.com. That's where you can uh, pick up the t-shirts, limited edition t-shirts. Click on the uh, tab at the top, limited edition t-shirts, and get your, uh, your in the air shirts. An yep. homage to Triv, if you will. Uh, those are on sale now. The SethWilliamsShow.com. That's where you can catch all the episodes, see all the episodes from the past, and anything we have coming up on the show, we will be posting there as well. And all the new stuff that's coming. Pictures, interactive. Yes. Uh, there yeah. will be a lot of stuff that will be on the website as we move forward. Look forward to it. Um, it's been an exciting week. Yeah, Thanksgiving was nice. Did you have a nice holiday? I had a great holiday, and I think the older I get, the more Thanksgiving becomes my favorite holiday. Why is that? Because you can't mess it up. You can totally mess it up. Well, you... I'm not talking about the food, but all Thanksgiving is Did is you see food Liz Warren? She and burned family. all the marshmallows and screwed yeah. up her entire dinner. But I mean, you know, you don't start celebrating Thanksgiving on July 5th. You don't walk in and see it, and, you know, there aren't many decorations outside. It's just food and family, and that's... I think somebody was right, though. I, think like that, I heard this over the weekend, that when Liz Warren actually burned the, the marshmallows on top, right. it wasn't because she screwed up the dinner. It was because she was sending smoke signals ah. to all of her Native American friends that she has, since she is one quarter billionth percent American Indian. <laughs> so she was sending smoke signals throughout her house. To uh, you know, celebrate the holidays. There you go. That'll work. I was full till Saturday at about three, four in the afternoon. Did you eat a lot? Yes. Apparently. And you know what? Why is it this? Why does this happen? When you eat all day and you eat way too much, the next morning you wake up really hungry. Well, because for some weird reason, I don't understand why, but why is Thanksgiving dinner always at like one or two o'clock in the afternoon? Well, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, that's not dinner time. Dinner time is like 6, 7 o'clock at night. Dude, my house Thanksgiving dinner was at 1, 3, 5, 7, and 9. And sandwiches were at 1130. Yeah, then so I went to bed. The sandwiches are always good. Yeah. Now, I went to my uh, mother-in-law's house for okay. Thanksgiving. And it was great. I had a great time. Yeah. But now, because I'm not eating like I used to eat, Thanksgiving doesn't mean as much to me anymore. Now it's kind of a wasted holiday. Why is that? I mean, I'm thankful for a lot of stuff. Oh, the amount of food you're talking about? But I don't eat that much food. And so, like, I okay. had a little bit of turkey. Got it. I had, like, one scoop of potatoes because I've heard potatoes are bad for, like, me. And then same thing with the stuff. There's a lot of carbs in a Thanksgiving dinner for the most part. Okay. So, shockingly enough, I know this will shock a lot of people, but I had majority, I had turkey and then green beans. Okay. That'll that's, work. That's all I pretty much ate. And one scoop of potatoes and one scoop of stuffing and that was it all right let me ask your favorite stuffing cooked in the bird or not not oh i don't man. like anything shoved up a bird's butt it well, doesn't sound yeah. all that exciting to me it's not about being exciting it's about being delicious you can be delicious and not exciting uh, we did get a message on the wcts.com okay. message line um 
Democrats can't cook. I mean, I think that's what it comes down to. Oh, I listen. That stop that one right there. I can cook my and several other pieces and people's rear ends off. I can cook. Just saying. But I, I did have a good Thanksgiving, I guess, all in all. And we finally got moved into our new home then on Friday. Yeah. Which was nice. That was again. Thank you to Dave Mortage. If somebody, if you missed it, I put a picture on Facebook on my personal page, uh, Seth Williams' personal page, and there's a picture of my daughter and I standing outside of the yes. new house that Dave Mortage yes. graciously bought for us. Um, it's fantastic, and uh, so we're actually moved in now and sleeping there, which is very exciting, and uh, couldn't ask for any more. A couple things for, about moving, except for like great sex and all that kind of stuff. But other than that, yeah, right. But there's a couple things about moving. The rule of thumb is supposed to be when you're packing up to leave your house or apartment or wherever you're moving from, Yeah. if you see something or uncover something or pull something out of a closet that you haven't seen, touched, or used since you moved in, yeah. don't move it again. Leave it. Get rid of it. That's how you... And then um, the other thing is... Packing up is always a pain, but it's a lot of fun to open up the box in the new place and go, oh, this goes over here and, you know, redesign, redecorate the new place. Yeah, we got the uh, great Jim Isabella coming up in just a little bit. I'm very excited to talk to Jim. Yeah, me too. A friend of Triv's, a friend of mine, and uh, one of the best radio hosts that uh, this area has This seen area's produced, yes. Ever. Ever. So that's fantastic. Agreed. And so I decided once, uh, looking around this new place, and I have a lot more space than I used to have. Right. So now I really don't see, like, anybody else in my house. Like, I don't see the daughter a whole lot. She's doing her thing. I don't see my wife a whole lot. So I decided I needed to get, like, separate wives for stuff. Like, I have couch wife now. Okay. And couch wife is great. I get to sit down and eat dinner with couch wife. Right. And watch TV with couch wife. Then I need bedroom wife because the bedroom is a little ways away from the couch. Okay. So I need bedroom wife for obvious reasons and, you know, maybe to help shower me, maybe a bathroom wife slash bedroom wife. Yeah. And then I need kitchen wife for all the cooking and stuff because couch wife doesn't like to cook a lot and the couch is way far from the kitchen. So I need, like, separate wives for stuff. Dude, Does don't get me started. You st- I saw a show last night that was disturbing. And it was about a guy that has an intimate relationship with an additional, quote-unquote, something. Something. That takes care of certain needs that aren't part of... So you're saying like a sex doll. Yeah, beyond that, though, man, there's six... Used to be... They had the seam... Or I've been told. They had those (laughs) seams and the weird plastic, and the only thing that was functional was like the mouth. Right. And yeah. stuff like that. Now it's like they blink, they talk, they have real. It's, it's see, just I've way seen those, too. and to me, that's a waste of a lot of money. Well, because yeah. if I wanted something to talk back to me, I certainly <laughs> have a wife, I guess. Yeah, there you and, go. But I, if I'm going to go for the love doll kind of thing, I don't want something to talk back to me. I don't want emotions involved in this. I, I want the doll to sit there and just do what I tell it to do. Well, the excuse was so many people are lonely because of the pandemic. And it's like, what well, the is going now? I, I don't want to just gloss over this, take a commercial break, and, and et, cetera, et cetera. But one of these days, well, we got a couple of minutes. We'll we do a about show this. Yeah, about this we'll and and, and have people call in because I'm curious how many people right now listening, watching this show, are sitting on the couch with something that doesn't have a pulse. 
Well, I mean, <laughs> what did say? I have a couch wipe. <laughs> well, I guess she does have a pulse. There you go. I, I'm guessing. I'm right. assuming that she does. She blinks right. and stuff when she's sitting there. I know because she uses a phone. I don't think the AI stuff can use phones, can they? Uh, not yet. My, my They're in doll, your phone. My real you can doll design. Can't. There's an app where you can design your own thing that I lives know. in your phone. I actually have the app. It's called a replica, I believe it is. Yeah. And you can design your own uh, person on there. Right. And I have designed a female with you know, pink hair and yeah. And curvaceous. All and, the time, big business says, well, we're just giving the people what they want. Who... Where was I when that survey was taken? How many of you are looking for... Or does it just show up, and by the time it shows up and gets here, it's too late because, you know. Well, I'm excited about the, the future of, of real dolls and stuff like that because I, I've i always been, you know, we talked about this a little bit on in the car on the way here. I've been a big proponent of prostitution being legal because well, there are some people that just can't get, you know, any action. I mean, there are. I was lucky that I was in the business that I was in for, you know, 20 years. And so, you know, some women, including my wife now, thought that I had money. And there so when they think oh, that you have money, okay. right. she was attracted to the fact that, okay, this guy's got money. He could be a success sometime doing radio. Now look at me. I have no leg, and I'm doing this podcast, for God's sake, <laughs> making zero. And so, you know, she she missed the boat. Right. But right. still, I hooked, hooked her in with a little bit of personality that I have, and then thinking that she was going to have some kind of future with me. and But she does. We got a house, which is good. And all it took was me losing a leg and everything for me to get one. Um, but... So I guess I got lucky, but there are guys out there that don't have anything and are just kind of big fat dudes and very awkward around women, can't go to a bar and pick people up. And so it's difficult. So why not? Why can't guys like that just go to a place and pick up women and pay for them, go home and enjoy the night and then you know, send them on their way? I, I will say Pay this. for a little relationship time. I, I think that's a whole different conversation to have today. In a world where just about everybody seems to have their own OnlyFans page or Linktree where how much you can see them do based on how much you're willing to pay. And there's times with the stuff that just pops up, and I got to preface this, I was never, ever, ever on any social media till we started this show. Yeah. And I started social media as a way of like keeping in touch with and getting insults like Democrats can't cook. I mean, I would have missed those if I didn't have social <laughs> media before. But now that I have it, it seems like the only thing that's out there is invitations to, like, please send me a gift or watch this show. Or, and I'm, how many people are out there raising... How do you raise kids and keep them away from all that stuff when... It's very difficult. So if everybody's doing it, who cares about... I got a quick story about my daughter, but you can give us a call if you want to weigh in. 216-435-5249, then hit 713 when it picks up. 216-435-5249 on the Charlie's Auto Repair phone lines. Uh, Give us a call if you want to weigh in on anything. Jim Isabella coming up in just a few. Um, Back when my daughter was way young. Yeah. She's only 15, 16 now. Now, right. But when she was way young, and she, you know, we had a phone for her. And not because, you know, we thought she needed a phone to, you know, talk to friends or anything, but because it's one of those things where you want to keep track of her, you know, you can track the phone and see where she's at at all times. And, you know, maybe she liked watching Sesame Street or Elmo or some crap like that on her phone. That's fine. But one day we hear her giggling like crazy. We're like, oh, she's, what's she watching? And we go back into the room and she's watching on YouTube 
a tickle fetish video. Okay. Now, no nudity, thank God. Right. But there was some guy getting his feet tickled, and it was oh the most God. bizarre thing I've ever seen in my life. Right. And then she was watching, what else did she find one time? She was, uh, I think she was watching bronies. Have you seen this? No, what are those? Guys that dress up like ponies, and like my little ponies and stuff like that, and they have tails and weird stuff. It's it's weird. And and, uh, and we wonder that- why people are detached and disoriented. I was 16, Seth. My dad was busy. My mom was busy. She had her hands in the water doing dishes. My dad was doing something after dinner. The phone rang. I was standing right next to the phone, hanging on the wall. I made a move to answer that phone. I was 16 years old. My dad looked up and said, what do you think you're doing? I said, well, Dad, it might be for me. And he said, I don't care. It's my house. I want to know what loser is calling you. Now, everybody you can't survive past the age of three without their own. Yeah, now my daughter sits in the backseat of the car, so and she's texting some people, and I'm like, who are you texting? And then it's just her friends. We keep track of who she's right. doing, what she's doing now, especially because after we see tickle fetish videos and stuff like that, yeah. we're constantly making sure that the phone is okay and she's not right. talking to inappropriate people. Uh, but, yeah, it's a society we live in. But I think love dolls and real dolls like that, I think they're okay. I think we need, you know, people need to have some companionship every now and then. If you're not getting it, either at home or you can't get it or whatever, then you need to have some sort of outlet. I think that's not necessarily a bad thing. Now, society-wise, it might be a bad thing because I don't know how we're going to reproduce from this point forward. Right, exactly. (laughs) But it's still, you know, people need a little companionship. I know through this long stretch of me, unfortunately, with my health issues and everything else, not having some place to go during the day to work, it gets really lonely sitting around the house. Now, maybe if I had doll wife to sit around the house with me until real wife got home, maybe my days wouldn't be so boring. Wow. I, I didn't would. say have sex with no, a doll. No, I, I'm no, saying if I had have an to. artificial intelligent doll that would sit there and maybe talk to me and say, Seth, it'll be all right. Don't worry. Maybe a little encouragement. You know, maybe like but rub just my head under- or something like that. I could lay on her lap. You know, something just like that. listen to those four words. People ask me all the time, especially on when I'm on stage, well, what's so different about the word? Two things, artificial intelligence and virtual reality. Though, that's being, the biggest difference. Being a comic on the road, you never got lonely? Maybe you wanted a little companionship? Yeah. Well, I mean, you were... But that's where gentlemen's clubs came in because you could, you know. But gentlemen clubs aren't the way that they used to be. Now they're not as prevalent. They had decent music back then. They did. (laughs) They they had great music. And here was the tip: the best thing you could do was walk into a gentleman's club on the road and look for the guy who thought he was the coolest guy in there, and the one that wanted to impress everybody with how much money he had, and go sit next to him because he'd be paying for lap dances all night long. You could just watch. And you'd be six inches away. It didn't cost you a dime. So I have a story about a gentleman's club that I hate to tell, but I'm going to tell it anyways. Go ahead. Since we have time here. So Jim Isabella come up in just a few. I'm going to tell the story as a great guest is coming up. Um, But I went to a gentleman's club when I was 18 years old. So a very long time ago. Back when uh, Brook Park Road used to be like a haven for hookers and and strip clubs. Okay. And so I, I went down there and I was like, oh, 18 years old. I was like, 
and I got into this club. It was 21 and over, but I right. must have looked at least 21. They didn't yeah. check an ID. And I'm sitting there, <clears throat> you know, kind of in a little booth, just hanging out, watching stuff. And the girl comes over and sits down next to me, and she goes, hey, you want to buy me a drink? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah no problem. Going to be smoother. And she orders a spritzer. And I was like, All right, well, okay. I don't know what a spritzer yeah. is, but that's fine. Get yeah. one. And the girl comes back, the waitress, and she says, uh, that'd be $80. <laughs> Eighty what? <laughs> For what? She ordered a spritzer. It doesn't sound like a, a great drink. It's not like a no, bottle of not. wine or something like that. Right. No, but a spritzer is apparently just a little bottle of champagne, like a tiny little thing, yeah. a glass or something like yeah, that. A full bottle would have cost you three fifty. But eighty bucks. And so I was like, Alright. I mean, what do you do then? I can't deny the drink at that point. Yeah. So you gotta say, All right, here's the eighty bucks. I had to go use the cash machine and give myself eighty oh bucks to get and I got a hundred out because I had to tip the girls, so whatever. And so I, the girl was sitting there sipping her drink and So you were there about six minutes well, total. Actually less because then all of a sudden she disappeared underneath the table. Um, so apparently a spritzer bought you a lot more than just a glass oh. of champagne. I was 18. I had no idea what was going on. And I got freaked out by the entire process. I just got up and ran and out. And got your cork popped. I didn't. I, oh. I freaked out because I was just an 18-year-old little boy. I didn't know what to do. The other lesson you had overcome scared, is so I left. to go with a bunch of friends and have one of them come out as you're all leaving and go, I, I think she liked me. She looked me right in the Isn't that the best? Every guy she that goes looking in, right at me. <laughs> strip club goes, oh, man, I love that girl. I love her. She's man. so great. She really has a thing for me. I know we had a connection. Yeah. No, you didn't. No. Your connection was that, that Not without bill. buying her a spritzer, <laughs> you didn't. All right, we got Jim Isabella coming up in just a minute. we got to take a break. We'll be right back. Uh, if you can give us a call, feel free, 216-435-5249, mm. and then hit 713 you can email us, Seth and Mike, Seth A-N-D, Mike, at Outlook.com, or you can send us a message on Facebook uh, on the WCTs.com message line. Uh, those are the way to get a hold of us right now. And uh, get those shirts, and we'll be right back. Now it's time for the dirty word of the week, the word that sounds dirty but really isn't. Thumb fiddler. To pollute or spoil something. Thumb fiddler. That was the dirty word of the week brought to you by Tony Masaccio, assuredwindowcleaning.com. Keep your mind out of the gutter. We will clean it. Everybody knows Tony. Union Home Mortgage Foundation was designed to help equip families in our local communities with the tools and resources to achieve economic self-sufficiency. Union Home Mortgage participates in multiple donation drives and fundraisers annually because their partners prioritize helping others. They know it feels good to do good and encourage you to make a difference in your community today. Union Home Mortgage. It makes sense to finance your next home with a good neighbor. Call 866-808-7711. What separates Triv's Restaurant in Strongsville from everybody else? I'll tell you. Some restaurants you go to to eat the same thing over and over and over. But then there are restaurants like Triv's where you want to go there every single time and eat something different until you have eaten every single thing on the menu. Why? Because the food's delicious. And it has been for almost a quarter of a century. Triv's has amazing food, outstanding service, and an opportunity for you to have private dining, special events, Intimate occasions, you can enjoy a memorable fine dining experience in your own intimate, dedicated space. Visit Triv's in the heart of Strongsville. Call now for reservations, 
Dial 440-238-8830. That's 440-238-8830. Trust Joe's Lakewood Computer at 14035 Madison in Lakewood. They have over 30 years of professional service, handling laptop and desktop repair services, virus removal, data migration. You can trust them with hardware updates to your computer's memory and hard drive. Call 216-651-3880. Whether you need a simple Windows reinstall or you're interested in the latest in computers or gaming, call Joe's Lakewood Computer at 216-651-3880. Aaron T. and Signs has become your complete one-stop sign shop. Call Jimmy at 216-299-9344. Their friendly and professional staff can and will help you design and build your company brand and identity from start to finish. One-stop means you get the complete package from one location, custom logo designs, vehicle graphics, banners, t-shirts, storefront marquees, and so much more. Aaron T. and Signs, 4883 Turney Road, 216-299-9344. Uh, welcome back to uh, the Seth Williams Show with Mike Jusaka, live Facebook, YouTube, uh, Rumble, the SethWilliamsShow.com, and then uh, posted wherever podcasts are available. And now we welcome one of the greatest radio guys that I've heard in this town ever. Yes. Um, big fan. Uh, Triv was a big fan of yours, Jim. Jim Isabella, welcome to the show. How are you? Wonderful. You know, I feel like I'm in the cone of silence over here with the... Uh, with the headphones, but I'm all right otherwise. Don't worry about it. It's no big deal. I can hear you. Can you hear? I mean, is, there, is it still? Yeah, just not hearing anything in my ears, but that's, that's okay. Well, that's it's par for the course. So you can Oh, now, there it is. You you fixed the loose wire. There we well, go. See, that's, a, that's the tech guy in me. You know, I was a guy? tech guy with Triv for quite some time. And so now I know that a wire could be loose, and that's how I deal with things. Either that or I just start punching stuff and then get real <laughs> that's mad. It, right. Um, but, you know, one of the things I have learned yes. since starting to do the show mm-hmm. is I understand now what Triv went through. Because, look, I don't consider myself I'm nowhere, obviously, near what Triv was. But Triv's name was on the show. Yeah, on the and marquee. So if I screwed things up and he got mad, there was a reason <laughs> for him getting mad. Right. And so because it was his name. Sure. So now that it's our name, and when something doesn't go right and I get upset... Then I feel like an ass because I'm like getting mad, but I, you know, that's what the reflection is on us at this point. And so now I understand what Triv was going through yeah. when I was such a screw up. Well, here's what's funny: when I was working at WNIR for the ten years, I did. That's the talk of Akron, one hundred point one. The funniest thing was, you had to run your own board. For those of you who don't understand, that's a control board. That's techie talk. And so I had to hit the bleep button, which was to my left, hit the commercials, which were to the right, and make sure you hit the network at the top of the hour, which meant there's no space. You make sure that gets on there. And the commercials were... And we were working, by the way, outside of the computer with 1980s equipment. I kid you not. Slide pots, the whole thing. I was wondering how that was out there. Oh, let me put it to you this way. There were people who came on the show. I'd rarely had a guest that were older, I mean, younger than the equipment. I mean, you know, you know you're in trouble when it says Marconi was here. I mean, it's just one of those things <laughs> where you sit there and you think to yourself, really? By the way, I have, I'm going to give you a gift. It's a suggestion, and it may just work for you. All right. Now, it's not about the show. Okay. Okay? But someone you might want to have on the show. Have you by either of you seen 
the Matthew Perry Diane Sawyer interview? I've not. No. Allow me to tell you something. I'm working right now for CHC um, Addiction Services, which is deals with men and women and all that. That's what I do full time now. And so some nights I have to talk. Now, never have been an alcoholic, never been on drugs. I'm a boring human being, by the way, off the air. <laughs> I, I, I mean, you know, there's, there's, paint, there's white walls that have more excitement. But anyway, I played for the guys. who These are people with all sorts of addictions, you know. The Diane Sawyer-Matthew Perry interview, and they were spellbound. You should try to get him, find out what, because he's plugging a book now. Okay. Uh, about his addiction. I was going to say, he was a major league alcoholic, wasn't he? Major league? Uh, let me put it to you this way. Not only was he an alcoholic, during the interview, I only give one thing away because I like people to go watch it. By the way, if you're going to go watch it, go to abcnews.com because YouTube's got some things where they only show you the lead and right. you think you're going to watch all thing and that's all BS. At one point, at one point, he was taking, ready for this? 55, let me repeat the number, 55 Vicodin a day. A wow. day. Yeah. Probably why his intestines exploded. Literally. Yeah. And yep. anyway, if you get a chance, you ought to have him on. Because his goal now is to help people. He's 53 now. And uh, it, get, watch the interview. It's really, really impressive. So that's my little suggestion. Find out what book company is. And because, yeah, I, I saw a lot of, like, the, uh, I saw, like, the Friends reunion special that they had and like he seemed like he was even out of it during that like no he really was was he sober during that yes the problem was among the things when you take drugs and people don't know this there's a lot of dental work that you need at times right and he had had dental work a couple days before he really didn't feel like he and he still got scarring from his vocal cords from from all the drugs and stuff wow so he showed up on the show everybody's worried about him and little did they know, I mean, he, was, he wasn't under any influence, but they had to do emergency dental surgery, which means it must have been something pretty yeah. hefty. Yeah. I don't know. You know, he didn't go and elaborate, but uh, that was the, I gave that interview, and I don't, I'm a very big media critic, A+. plus. Diane Sawyer had great questions. He had the most blunt answers I think I've ever heard. See, what I'm going to do now is going to try to get a hold of that uh, company to get him on. Sure. And I'll watch the interview and ask the same question she does. There you and go. And I'll be, <laughs> it'll be an okay interview. Right. Uh, I, but I, I know what it's like. On a smaller scale, I know what it's like to have that kind of a problem. Uh, yep. Not that I was a, a full-blown alcoholic, you know, drinking all day, mm-hmm. all night, that kind of thing. I had certain times at night when I would sit down after 8 o'clock at night, and usually before 11, where mm-hmm. I'd sit down and have... Have some cocktails and enjoy my evening and relax and go to bed. But I never went to work drunk or just sat there at work drinking or anything like that. But do I think it still maybe inhibited some of my mental capacity at times? It probably did. Yeah, sure. It probably did make me as quick and sharp as I would like to be. You know, when you know, when you're doing that kind of thing, I can't imagine what it's like to do a TV show the way that he was doing and have to perform. You know, under those kind of circumstances. Yeah, well, he did well, and that was the thing. But they eventually, uh, I don't want to give it all away, but the friends on the show literally were friends to him and probably helped save his life eventually. I mean, it, he screwed up for 30 years, and he'll tell you. I mean, he can go wow. through the numbers. But, you know, we all we all screw up. I mean, um, you know, I always tell people that, you know, <laughs> when they wanted to insult me when I was on NIR, you always get a critic, right? Oh, yeah. And we had no pre-screener. The pre-screener was... And 
Make sure you listen on your phone, turn down the radio, and Jim will talk to you, or whomever it was, right? Right. And then, then there was this one guy, <clears throat> excuse me a second, <clears throat> and he had trouble saying indigenous. <laughs> this guy would call every freaking night and say, indigenous, 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 or whatever, however I mispronounced it. And I had to bleep him all the time. Because you go, no effing bleep and whatever. <laughs> and I, so I became Jane, uh, Jim Bleep and Isabella was the joke at the station. Because I'd get all, I was on 7-Eleven weeknights, I'd get all the drunks. Wow. You know, th- those who went to the happy hour and were not happy at times. Yeah, I, I've listened to your show numerous nights. <laughs> and yes, you did get a lot of crazy people calling up the show. <laughs> I will say that. That's kind of weird. I never even thought about that. Because, you know, when... You know, Triv obviously had two producers. Right. He had a call screener who would sit there and screen all the calls. And then he had you know, whatever. You know, he didn't have to run his board. He didn't have to do any of that kind yeah. of stuff. And so I I never even thought about the fact that you probably didn't have no. two producers. <laughs> right. Somebody, you had to run your own board, though? Yes. That's, that's, that's what Bill I Will actually, I actually that, like that because I'll tell you. You're in control. Well, yeah, you're in control. And then you don't have to rely on. When I first started, I worked at WKNR, um, which used to be 1220, then it was 850 when he switched all the stations. Right. Um, I had a producer who wasn't really a producer. This guy just, you know, he was lazy. He actually got fired eventually. One day, I want to take a break. And I got, you know, I've gone through my material because I used to do a high school show on the weekends. And this guy is out somewhere. You know, he could have been in Peoria, Illinois, for all I know. And I'm sitting there, and I'm going, okay, let's continue to babble aimlessly here. Not a good idea. Which, Because I'm one of those people, I want to have a purpose for what I'm saying. By the way, you guys should know this. Here's some trivia for you. The last time I was a guest on a show, you'd never guess what it was, so I won't make you guess, because that always takes too long. Well, we have time. Well, well, that's true. (laughs) Um... The late great Dick Fagler had a sports review show on at the end of the year on WVIZ. And he had me, listen, this all-star lineup, me, Casey Coleman, God rest his soul, yeah. Yeah. and uh, Bill Livingston. Wow. That was a fun show. I, I, I got to find it. You know, I've archived some of my stuff. I've, I have a VHS to DVD convert because I did, we used to do cable. Four years, my brother and I did sports, high school sports. Which was fun. We actually even did a pro tennis tournament. People don't know there used to be a, a tennis stadium at the end of the Muni lot, and Bob Malaga, who was a judge, promoted it. So we had pro tennis. So Rod Gilbert was one of them. We did his uh, we did his match, and uh, uh, my brother and I did it. A guy uh, from, from uh, Milgram's, Frank Milgram, did it. I look back at that and go, hell, I do it better than most of the tennis people. You know, if you have McEnroe or something, you don't have to say much. Right. You know, te- tennis is great because it's very, very visual, and you hear the grunts and the groans. So if you don't, if your ego isn't fat, it's an easy sport to do. It's the easiest sport of anything you're ever going to do. And I also had the hard sports like amateur wrestling. Now, early on as a kid, mm-hmm. I think one of the reasons you become a stand-up comic, because I think the real ones are born, not made, Mm-hmm. But the, just the incongruity of life. <laughs> I remember being like five, six, seven years old. My grandfather watched golf all the time. <clears throat> Broadcast. They're in the booth. Mm-hmm. And they will say, he's got a 15-foot putt for par. And they whisper. 
Yeah. And the guy's like... <laughs> they don't have to do that anymore. A long way away. It's not like... It's not like he could hear them. Oh, you you are wrong, golf ball breath. Because it, that actually happened one time. 1960, Jim McKay is doing the Masters on CBS. Okay. And so he was talking. And I think Arnold Palmer was getting ready to putt. And they didn't have the glass like they do now. Okay? They have oh, glass okay. now. The, the booth, you can't hear these guys. And somebody looked up at him and is like, Really? We can hear you? Yeah. So that's where the whispering came from. Because in the old days of television, you did not have a glass booth. Like I you get do that. Today. So that's why, that's why they were whispering. There was also at, like the beginning, on NPR. at the beginning of live television, they had to tell all the cameramen, don't point the camera at what you're looking at if you're not. Because women would sit down and the cameraman would show... Something that you know, and uh, you, you, everything when it was live was was different like that. Now sixty, but they they kept whispering all the way into the seventies. Yeah, because they didn't have the glass. The glass probably didn't come till the nineties. Wow, eighties or nineties, because I worked in booths and stuff like that. Now that's why you love a high school you know football game because it's loud. Right. Ask, unless you're at a basketball game where there's nobody there, and you you just feel like you want to hide somewhere because. You know, the coaches can even hear you. Yeah. You know, something like right. that. So when I was doing play-by-play with my brother, we had so much fun doing that. There was a lot of crazy games, a lot of memorable games. Um, but, you know, the, the thing, the, the secret of doing anything in this business is preparation, preparation, and more preparation. The, the joke is when you go to do a sporting event, unless you have a, what they call a garbage game, 90% goes in the circular file. You'll never use it, but right. you want to be prepped. It's like when I'm moving, I know how to move. It's all about preparation. Give yourself time to prepare. Yeah. And the great ones, that's what separates them. By the way, I will offer you one freebie today. I will do, if you'd like, for your show open. I have not heard it yet, so I don't know what... Either of we, so... Okay, well, here... Because, <laughs> right, right, right. for technical reasons, but... Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I will do my Don Pardo imitation who used to be on Saturday Night Live. He died. He was like 93. It was ridiculous. He was still doing Saturday Night Live intros. Yeah. <clears throat> and I could do something like, now, ladies and gentlemen, here he is, Seth Williams. See, I love that. There you that go. Was, yeah, Doug Pardo was yeah, just... that was awesome. Jim, yeah. I want to ask you a question because... Sure. <clears throat> Excuse me. When I moved back to Cleveland, <laughs> um, you were doing sports and you were... Mm-hmm. January 1st, every seat in every stadium, mm-hmm. every cell phone puts you in line at a betting window, mm-hmm. virtually. Yeah. How much of an effect do you think is that going to have on sports fandom in general? Are people going to go and get excited about whether or not the team wins or loses? Or are they going to sit there and be doing nothing but prop bets to see whether or not They'll pick up the first down. Well, I think um, you also have to deal with the fact we're now going to have, it's just like the marijuana law. Yeah. If, if they ever go free marijuana. And by the way, you don't want that. And I'll uh, explain that as well as the betting. Because it's now, it's a leading drug for kids. When we were growing up, marijuana, it was the marijuana crowd and the heroin cocaine crowd over there, right? Yep. Now, oh, no, 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 no. Now, 
They want the next best thing. It's like in Medina. You know what you can't have in Medina? Anything but an Apple phone or you get phone shamed. <laughs> that that's true. I, I swear I, to God, I, I went through that purchasing phones. Yeah, um, which really is asinine. But that's beside the point. Now to your sports betting thing, I think there will be people cursing at Browns touchdowns who are Browns fans because of prop bets. Exactly. I think that's going to happen. But I also I'm worried about we're going to have more addicts. Right now we got fentanyl addicts. We got this addict. You know, and again I I see right? it now. Right. I see it every day, and so I'm afraid. We're going to have a whole bunch of people going bankrupt. Yeah. Because the ego keeps saying, stop betting. Charles Barkley has a wonderful story about it. He get mad because he had to get up to a million dollars to bet, and he quit betting a couple of years. And one of his buddies said, you don't have to quit betting, but you got to stop aiming for the million dollars. Yeah. He's lost millions. Right. He also probably made a few million, you know, and so did Michael Jordan. But I think that the prop bet is going to be – Liquid Lifestyles offers premier swim lessons for kids, babies, competitive swimmers, adults, and triathletes. If a picture's worth a thousand words, go to liquidlifestyles.com and take a look at that picture. It's the first commercially approved shipping container swim school in the country. 975 Bassett Road, Suite D in Westlake. Call 440-517-SWIM, 440-517-7946. If I could dig down deep in my heart, feelings would flood on the page. Would it satisfy you? Would it slide on by you? Would you think the boy's insane? He's insane. I said, I know it's smoke and rock and roll, but I like it. I said, I know it's smoke and rock and roll, but I like it. Like it. Yes, I do. Award-winning flavor that melts in your mouth. Cater your next event. Smoke and rock and roll. 605 Clegg in Bay Village. 216-539-2239. Let me introduce you to Charlie's Auto Repair. Any car, any truck, any problem, Charlie's does it right. You know how it is. Check your engine light comes on, you put air in the tires, the light's still on. 216-470-0170. Charlie's Auto Repair, 13728 Madison in Lakewood. Charlie can do it all, from small engine repairs to fleet maintenance and system diagnostics. Winter's coming. Call Charlie's Auto Repair for snow plowing needs. 216-470-0170. Let Charlie make your car great again. For the hell with your face. Hey, there and there we, we are. All right, we're back. Yay! <laughs> Unbelievable. I don't know what happened. All of a sudden, spirits. There's a cord down here. I swear to God, my foot's not even anywhere near yeah. it. And I don't know what's going on, but we're back. We're back. You were saying? And you were in the middle of a As great I was so rudely interrupted by power, <laughs> or lack thereof. Listen, um, but sports betting is no more than any gambling in, in, in Vegas. I mean, the house always wins. I mean, eventually. Right. Well, if you ever look, like they have the Super 6 for Fox, for Fox Sports. They have the Super 7 or whatever it is on NBC Sunday night. And I, I was looking at those one time. You know, again, it doesn't cost you anything to enter. So I'm looking and go, 
I got to figure out if this guy's going to get this many yards or this many yards. And I go, the hell with this. Yeah. Because that distracts from the from the joy of, of the event. I would Because I love so. watching sports. I don't yeah. want to deal with that. I wouldn't bet for that reason. I, I just think that it's going to be a change that will permanently alter the way especially for little kids that are growing up and don't remember what it was like to just i called a uh, sports talk show Mm -hmm. on a saturday morning because there were two 20 somethings that had their own show and they were going back and forth and back and forth back and forth and the one asked could you ever root for more than one team and i called in and i said used to happen all the time because there was no interleague play Oh, I was true. a Browns fan from the day my mom took me home from the hospital. Mm-hmm. But I also liked the San Francisco 49ers because yeah. we would never play the 49ers unless we were in the Super Bowl. Great uniforms, too. So, yeah, then that was part of the reason why I liked them. Well, I think that's the, the thing is that it's funny when Cleveland teams get eliminated from the playoffs. I'm the guy who sits there and I, I kind of pick sides and all that. Right. When I was on NIR, I picked four out of the five Super Bowl winners before it started. Because for me, it was a process of elimination. Who has a real shot here, okay? Right. Well, I knew the Browns would never get there, so that kind of took care of that. Uh, but then I, you know, I, I look at, see, I look at sports differently than most people. Because I had, I was blessed in doing high school sports and even some small college. I learned from those coaches. Like, for example, if Kevin Stefanski would like some personal advice for me, I had the best one for him. Okay. Besides run the ball. (laughs) If you're going to be an offensive coordinator, sit upstairs. Because when you're on the sideline, Rich Nowak, who was at John Carroll as an offensive coordinator and and for years was at Brunswick a couple times, he would go up into the booth, let my uh, former coach Dick McPhee run the sidelines. He called the offense. I said, why did you do that? He says, Jim, on the sidelines, it's confusion, yeah, right? You can't see a lot. You can't you see, see what's not working. Developing. Right. Well, Stefanski's got his head so far up in that damn plastic sheet. I asked. I, I seriously asked this question: Could Kevin Stefanski coach a game without that plastic sheet? Could it, how about all the coaches that well, seem I, to be yeah, buried because, in that? But but the difference is, like Sean McVay, the Rams, he'll go and talk to his players, right? Can, when do you ever see Stefanski talking to anybody except in a timeout? Yeah, but he looks good doing it. I think that's the thing. You know, my wife oh, watches Browns be a male game specifically model. because, you know, he's good looking. Him and, and so he's got to be on the sidelines so you get a good shot yeah. of him. There's a reason the booth works because you can see who's not being – it's not X's and O's, and it's who's consistently but, getting beat. I'm going to go back to what – Why is the linebacker? Uh, yeah. I'm going to go back to what Triv used to say, though, all the time, is that – Coaching, yes, there is something to be said for good coaching. However, it's the players that actually have to perform. Right. If these players aren't in position, it's not because of the coaching. It's because they don't know what the hell they're doing sometimes. If, the, if Miles Garrett can't, can't get past the block, it's because he's not good enough. It's not because of the coaching. And or I he's double teamed a lot. But right. I think it has to come down to where these players have to perform, and sometimes I just don't think they will. Now, when it comes to the betting, I like fantasy football. I think it's great. 
But I'm in these stupid leagues for like 20 bucks or something like that. I don't even like the people that I'm playing with for the most part. <laughs> right. And, yeah. and so, you know, I, I'm halfway through the season now, and I've lost pretty much every game, and I just give up. So I'm going to just throw my $20 at them and say, forget about it. And I'm not even watching my roster at this point. I think betting is going to be fun, but it's not going to take away from what I like about rooting for my team. I'm not going to not root for the Browns because it's... I'm rooting for a prop bet. I think it's going to be okay. I think, you know, people have a good time doing that. I think it's going to create a lot of addicts. Um, one guy said on the WCT's message line, the fact that it'll be on your phone is going to be the addiction of it. Yes. Right. Exactly. Because it's going to be really at your fingertips. Right. Wait a minute. Is that phone plugged in? This phone? Yeah. Yes. No, it's not. That's not. Let me use this for a minute. Okay. All right. I could do an imitation of every teenager and early 20 person. Now picture them walking like this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's all they do. Yeah, that, that is true. A few years ago, they come up from the basement. They're doing it. <laughs> a few years ago, I was in Charleston, South Carolina for Thanksgiving. <clears throat> the only reservations we could get for dinner were one thirty in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. So finished. Come supper time, everybody I was with was asleep. <laughs> I went for a walk, so I am walking up and down the streets and restaurant row in Charleston, past some of the finest dining in the country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Looked in every single window. There were parties of two. There were tables of 12. There were all kinds of people. Oh, dressed yeah. at, and I was the only guy on the street by myself, and I'm only walking. And I looked in every one of these restaurant windows and at all these tables, people sitting there. I hate to say this, but that's the way... I know. That's the way my family is. You know, we've gone out to, you know, numerous times we go out to... Now I've stopped going out to restaurants because I don't yeah. want to tip or buy a pop because I can just do the same thing at home. And... Because everybody's ignoring each other. They're sitting on the phones. We're all sitting on the phones, checking something out, doing whatever we're doing. And then the only time we talk is to say, hey, can you pass me the ketchup? Other than that, it's but, back to the phones. And I think that... It, that's know, such remember, a weird concept. But we, it's everywhere now. My wife was laying on the couch the other night because couch wife likes to sit on the phone. Okay. Well, and I literally was talking to her for 15 minutes about what was going on with the show and what we were right. doing as far as selling shirts. I was t- 15 minutes... And she was on her phone while I was talking to her. I said, did you hear me? And she didn't hear one word that came out of my mouth because it was she all was about the phone. The phone. Huh? <laughs> that was the reaction. Huh? Yeah, I mean, that was it. And, I mean, and here's fine. a weird I don't concept. Care. When we sat around the dinner table and the phone on the wall you didn't answer. started ringing, it just went. No, now, not in our house because my aunts were all in drama class. Now you can be in the <laughs> men's room. And the guy next to you will reach in his pocket when he's still standing next to you. Oh, yeah. Because people just figure, like, I hate to say that. Trev had the worst timing. There were times where I'd go to the bathroom, and he'd call me as soon as I got into the bathroom. Right. And if you don't answer the phone for Triv, then you don't. Yes. You're in trouble. I mean, you've got a problem. Mm. And so you're literally going to the bathroom, and you're hoping that nobody walks in as you're getting your phone out of your pocket. Hello? And it's all echoey because you're in the bathroom. And, but you got to do it. I have been standing next to people that do that in the men's room and literally have screamed at the top of my lungs, he's holding his junk, and let him <laughs> explain to who he's talking to why that happened. Lovely. Mario wants to know on the WCTs.com uh, message line, where's the suit, Mike? Uh, I'm going to go see Mario tomorrow because I need trimmed up. Some guy, uh, Tom, on... Facebook says that I look like Jimmy Neutron Zombie tonight. Uh, I'm going to get trimmed up tomorrow morning. You're going to look fine. Barbershop and park. And the answer to his question is, are 
consultant. Consultant said that it looked a little condescending and that you and I might never have a beer together at a bar because you don't wear a suit and I was, and we're supposed to be two guys. Yeah. Who could oh, talk. I feel better about being dressed down now. There you go. So. <laughs> well, you're giving, you've, you've given me an identity, you know. Yeah. I think we, we, we work in radio. Agree, but yeah. I, I want to get into the radio thing a little bit with you, sure. Jim. Jim Isabella is Do you want to hear the dumbest caller of all time? I do want to hear that, but then I'm going to ask you some serious stuff about right, radio. But what is the dumbest caller of all time you had? This is probably the one. I've had a couple uh, that were really a little bit out there. The one guy called one day, and he was a nice man, but he probably had the IQ of a dead skunk. That was not, by the way, the one Cleveland last night was live. Uh, but anyway, so he he asked. So we're talking about crime. You know, we talked a lot about crime on the show. And he says to me, "I swear to God, I am not making this up." He says, uh, "Jim, do you think um, we'd be safer if we gave the criminals guns?" <laughs> I swear to God, that actually happened. And you're. Sitting there, you don't want to. Uh, I, I just cut him off and said, "Moving right along." I mean, it was like, "What yeah. the hell was we'll that?" Back after this, no, no. And this guy was a regular <laughs> caller. It was like, you, you always, you always dreaded somebody looking like crap on the radio when they're being sincere. Oh yeah, that yeah, that, and and that was that. That's the greatest fear you have as a talk show host. Although when I had my critics, oh, there were nights I could be really obnoxious. Yeah. I, I mean, I was big time obnoxious. Guys would call you, you know, you're fat and bald. I'd say, congratulations, Captain Obvious. <laughs> yes, I'm fat and Your I'm bald. Anything else would you like to uh, add to the program today? Well, that's just it. I mean, people used to call all the time or text in and say, you said you're stupid. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's what I'm saying here. I'm saying something stupid. Right. So I expect you can come up with something a tad bit more clever than you're stupid. I mean, it doesn't take a genius to text in, you're stupid. And then I love the texters that don't have the balls to call in. Oh, no. Like, just because you're sitting behind your computer or your phone doesn't make you a man. Call in, and if you have something to say, say it. Well, here's this. This is the text that annoys me the most. You reach in, mm -hmm. you take out your phone, you look, and someone has just texted you, call me. And it's like, you just had <laughs> yeah. your phone in your hand. Why didn't you dial my number? I know numerous people that, I, that, that text do me. That. So I texted it, back the most obvious answer. I said, when? <laughs> I, I got a couple of friends that nonstop will text me. And then I don't want to text like a paragraph back, no. so I call them immediately. Right. Like I, you know, I know you just had your phone in your hand because you just texted me, and they won't answer. But the phone. I called, and, and they, they don't answer. answer. Well, what the hell are you time. doing? I know you're not sitting in a or movie. Even my father one time said, "Oh, your phone comes up unlist, uh, unlisted," and I looked at him. I said, "Every phone call used to be unlisted. There was no caller ID. No, you used to say hello." And that was a real polite way of saying, who the hell is this? Right. I, I, real quick, I want to read this, uh, yeah. this message from uh, WCTs.com message line. Um, we'll get into the radio stuff here in just a sec. Mario from Mario's Barbershop uh, is actually calling in, so I'll just let him go ahead and say it. Cool. Yeah, he's got something to say. So, uh, Mario. Gentlemen, good morning. You're in the air. Gentlemen, oh, great, who came in? Great shirt. Hey, Mike. Yeah. First of all, what? What the hell does a consultant know? 
you're not there to please the consultants. You're there, you're there to please your audience. And I, you look fantastic, brother. You to me, you look out of sorts with sitting there with a flannel. Thank so you. I, I'm used to fight in a suit and a tie and looking good. Thank and guys, you, guys. I want to tell you about the cell phones. We went to pick our daughter up at Ohio State a couple weeks ago for for a weekend break. Mm-hmm. And as we're driving through the streets of Columbus, down by the school, every single kid, I mean, every single college kid was walking around with their their phones so close to their face, not paying attention. I could add 22 hood ornaments on my car. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was insane. Yep. Everywhere you go. You so, know the- hey, guys, the show, the show is fantastic tonight. I, I try to watch it as much as I can. Um, hey, Seth, Mario. I'm looking forward to Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm going to see you in the morning. But tell everybody what you're doing to help uh, kids in Northeast Ohio and uh, the children in uh, Kentucky. Guys, that's not why I call. I know that, but I I want you to promote that because I think it's very cool. Yeah, I do too. You know, anytime there's a natural disaster, uh, Mario's Barbershop steps up to the plate. And it's it's really not me. It's Northeast Ohio, all my customers and all the listeners out there. And let me tell you what, Trip Show is one of my hugest supporters. Anytime I did something, uh, Triv had me on, on the phone immediately. But, guys, this time we are collecting toys for boys and girls in eastern and western Kentucky. Western Kentucky got devastated by the tornadoes, and eastern Kentucky got devastated by, by the, the floods. floods. Mm. And not on, on top of that, we handle about 20 to 40 families right here in northeast Ohio every year. I get inundated with calls about needing toys and needing help, so we always vet them. And then we help out as many people as we can. But it's going really slow. And if there's listeners out there, listen, no, any kid, I don't care who they are, they want to wake up and open something for Christmas. And they don't care how big it is or how expensive it is. Very they true. just want to. So I had a lady today call me up to Mari out in Chardon. She, I drove to her house. She said, I can't drive, but I have two bags of toys. And she went to what? Big lot. And I bet you she spent a couple hundred dollars on $5 toys. Sweet. So that's going to make a lot of children happy. That's so, great. You don't have to spend a lot of money, just spend something. And you so, can drop them off at Mario's Barbershop in, in Parma, correct? 7526 Pleasant Pleasant Valley. We're on the corner of Pleasant Valley and Broadview next to Big Lots. So nice. if you and if you need them picked up, just call me at 216-520-1977, and we'll get them picked up from you. Guys, I appreciate you two so much. Your show is fantastic. Keep it going. And come on, anybody that's out there listening, send these guys a check. Be a sponsor. They need help. Amen to that. We'll we'll, we'll support that. Thanks, Mark, for everything. We appreciate it. I'll see you tomorrow morning. Yes, sir. Bye. Bye. Yeah, yeah, I get over to Amaro's Barbershop and drop off some toys for the kids. I mean, he does a great job for the kids all the time. He just does. And anytime a natural disaster hits, he is always helping people out. And so, uh, yeah, drop off some toys there. And we're Northeast Ohio. We got some good people in this neck of the woods. So rise to the occasion like you always do, folks. Uh, Joe Burdick texts in. He says he's here. What did he miss? Uh, Jim Isabella is on, Joe. Jim, uh, Joe Burdick, another Joe one. Joe Burdick. We better go back and start the whole well, show. Wait a over. minute. You missed the <laughs> finest monologue in the history of this program. And by the way, there are several comedians who want to sign these two guys. So, you know, I'm sorry, but, you know, you have to wait for the replay. I apologize for the way the show started, me talking about going to strip clubs and, you know, all that kind of stuff and hookers and love dolls. And I had a guest sitting here, and now I really feel bad about it. So I'm right. sorry. I had one of the great... I, one of the greatest radio personalities of all time huh. sitting in the studio with us, and wow. I'm talking about hookers, love dolls, and everything else. I apologize to you sincerely. Okay. Well, that's what you missed, Joe. 
And yeah. Joe's another great patron. Yeah. He has the flags for available, the wooden flags. They're beautiful. Get one, Bird of Custom Flags. Uh, but he's a good man. He's actually putting a railing, a hand railing in my home, uh, wow. in my garage, because I have these stairs. They're nice stairs in this new yeah. home, like in the garage. Mm-hmm. But there's like a second stair where I almost like fall through all the time because under this fake leg, I can't feel the stair. Oh, understood. Yeah. Plus, it's at an angle. It's too. a little bit of an angle. And so he's fixing that and put a little like hand in so I don't good. fall and trip and kill myself. Uh, but so thanks, Joe, for uh, joining us tonight as well. Uh, so should we take a break? Then I want to get into like good radio. Fine. Not good radio stuff, but just questions about the business of radio, because I, I, I think that there's people out there who want to listen. Before you go, by yeah. the way, I want you to know that I'm not insulted. I, I saw the list of guests you wanted to have. I was fine with Betsy Kling, Holly yeah. Strano, right. yeah. you know, even Lou Maglio. Yeah, they all said no. But what was with the midget? Oh, yeah, he said no, too. So we ended up with Jim Isabella. See what I mean? <laughs> We I got no respect, no respect at <laughs> no, all. Went, went to the bar. I said, surprise me. You showed me a naked picture of my wife. Who? <laughs> we'll be right back. We display a Joe Burdick custom flag prominently on our set. Each flag is handcrafted to reflect the imperfect perfection, making each customized piece of patriotic wall art unique. This is a local small business, veteran-owned and proud. Joe Burdick creates symbolic artwork that is built to last. Display your pride, spirit, and patriotism by calling 440-305-2065 and let Joe's flag serve you. 440-305-2065. Does your business or group order custom t-shirts? Tired of overpaying, waiting for quotes, or slow turnaround? Wolf Creek Media is a family-owned company with a simple upfront pricing that will save you time and money. With a 30-piece minimum order, you get a logo on a quality brand tee for $5.75 each. That's right, your one-color imprint on a quality Gildan tee for $5.75 each. Don't have a logo? No worries. Wolf Creek Media has an in-house designer to make it easy for you to get your brand out to the public. So if your business, group, event, or brand needs great tees at a great price, call Wolf Creek Media at 330-353-9695 or look them up on Facebook at Wolf Creek Media. Call 330-353-9695 today to get the best tees and hoodies for less. Dude. Imagine how good you could look if you call Mario's Barbershop at 7526 Broadview Road. A great haircut at a great price. Guys, 17 bucks to look your best. Seniors only pay 15. Call 216-520-1977. Mario's is a first-rate barbershop with a big heart. Next month, they start a toy drive, so the Kentucky families that got flooded out might still give their kids a Christmas. Mario's Barbershop. Let a good man help you look your best. Right back in the Seth Williams Show with Mike Jusaka. Jim Isabella is our guest. Uh, we got a text from uh, Inquiring Minds Want to Know Who the Consultant Is. Um, that would be a good friend of ours. Yes. Chris, who uh, is actually very good at what he does and yeah. helped us tremendously. Responsible um, for the background, responsible for the show opening, and then it was like, yeah, okay. It, uh, also, uh, Sandy had something to do with you not wearing a suit, too. But, you know, Jim and Sandy are great people. Love yep. them. And uh, they're hanging out tonight with uh, our friend Tammy. So. Cool. Thanks for joining the show tonight as well. Hi there. Uh, Wolf Creek Media make all Mario's Barbershop t-shirts for years. Great quality, great price. Wolf Creek Media also makes our shirts, which you can get on the SethWilliamsShow.com. The SethWilliamsShow.com. You're in the air. Homage to Triv uh, t-shirts. They are available uh, on the website. The SethWilliamsShow.com. 
Jim Isabella, question for you. Yes. Um, I didn't do it. Then that answer. Okay. We'll be back. No. We'll be back. Good night, everybody. <laughs> uh, the business today. Sucks. That's what I want to know. Yeah. What do you think about the business of radio today compared to what it was even just 10 years ago? I'm going to give you guys an insight to life, especially for the listeners. All right, ready? Okay. The dirtiest word is not a four-letter word. It's not a five-letter word. It's not a three-letter word. The dirtiest word in politics and radio, consultants. And television, too. Yeah. The reason I bring this up, and I'm not talking about this show here, okay? Because, yeah. you know, I, I actually like him in that shirt. Me, too. You know. He had to change it because he had a green one on before yeah. and it would have blended with the <laughs> green screen. You wouldn't have seen him. So he actually is wearing some guy's shirt that we don't, from Just around here. Hey, by the way, they sell men's clothes where you bought that. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> no, but the problem is consultants are copycatters. I was a kid, I used to use the term copycat, copycat. Right. And you see it with coaching in the NFL. You see it everywhere you see it. First of all, I'm sorry, syndicated stuff sucks because... If you look at ratings even, what gets better ratings? Local. Duh. Duh. Yeah. I, I mean, yes. I, kill, I killed everybody at night. When I was doing 7-Eleven, I was killing everybody. And in fact, the show, what, what stunned me one time, I, I'm not bragging, but I'm just telling you, this is what people want. They wanted a live show. Well, there's only sports on at night. Yeah. Or, for the, or syndicated stuff like, hi, I'm Sean Hannity. I hate Democrats. Um, but you... But the thing I find is, like, people voted me in Akron Life magazine, the number one talk show personality. Now, just for those of you who are not in the business, 7-Eleven a night, a guy gets that kind of respect from people. I didn't even know I was in right. this thing, right? Right. I, I didn't know there was And somebody told me, you won. I said, well, won what? And I realized that my show was entertainment because I let you know what I think, let it rip, and let it go. Now, all these consultants, well, you're going to offend somebody. You're going to offend oh. somebody. Listen, I do on Sunday nights, I, I work at an NPR station where I go, and the show is brought to you by, uh, no, we're not allowed to say it. Um, local programming is supported by, and that's what I do, right? That's all I do. Right. They have two shows back-to-back about climate change and living on Earth, and every other freaking word is climate change, Okay. I don't care if you're liberal. I don't care if you're conservative. Do you want to hear that 24-7? Because that's what no. you're hearing about. No. And it's like politicians. They're so damn dumb. Part of what it is, both sides, Republican Democrats, hire consultants. That's why the ads all look the same. Yep. As Bill Maher said, and so brilliantly, he bad, I'm good. That's all they are. They start with the, the terrible music. Look, Tim Ryan killed a cat. But J.D. Vance wouldn't. He loves cats. You know, I mean, it, it was that kind of thing. Because it's true. It's really true. And it's been that way for 50 yeah. years. But these cheapskate You're dummies right. who run corporations who've never... The worst thing that ever happened was when corporate America started getting into the media. The newspapers yes. and all that. Because they've ruined it. Yes. They've ruined it. There's no individual thought. Amen. Back when, you know, Seth... I was not an MMS fan because I liked a different type of music back in the day. Right. I'm not, but I loved that those guys were local. They yep. could make the decisions. And then all the consultants come in and ruin the damn thing. When they, was the last time anybody on the radio or corporate TV mm -hmm. or radio did a local editorial? 
Do you remember when the station manager would come on yes. and offer as a right or wrong, good or bad, but they were talking to you and it well, was local. There was, uh, and then there were personalities like Dorothy Fulton was the most famous, right? But then like Dick Fangler had commentary. Um, I used to love the ones on Channel Five, in my opinion, and some poor old guy would say, you know. It's really hard to drive on these streets of Cleveland. The other day, my teeth fell out. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they used to do a whole... <laughs> right. It was, in my opinion, it was taped. And they, they do that. I would like to get a job on television doing commentary. But I would do it a lot differently than most people. Because most of the people who do talk radio, by the way, all the syndicated guys, they all sound the same. Biden is bad. Okay. Amen. No, he's bad. What is so bad? Cite me examples. Or the best talk show host I ever heard. Now, there are two. Trev was one. Howie Chiswick, who was oh, on yeah, WNAR. Yeah. The thing about Howie was, I said this to him two days before he died, by the way, which was, I can tell you, it was June 16th, one week after his 65th birthday, 2012. I ended up working. We had two guys at the station. Him, and then later Tom Erickson. And so... I, I'm glad I said it to him twice. I said, how are you the best talk show host I've ever heard? He said, thank you. I said, no. What baffled me about the guy, and this is where good talk show hosts are good. That's what Triv was so good at. An angle. What is the angle you come at? Tell me something I don't know. Yes. Right. It's like when you write a newspaper article, let's say you're doing a feature. I used to look for the angle. Somebody, tell me something I don't know. I had one girl, I said she looked like Pippi Longstocking. And then she had this freaky, she was a good athlete, right? She, so writing about that as well, but part of the tie-in was she wore odd socks all the time. Her mother just threw the socks in and she'd wear odd socks. And it's, it's, it's things like that that get people's attention. But everybody sounds the same, you know? And they all think, like, the funniest, and we're, again, Triv's brilliance was this, and, and Seth, you can attest to this. You know the subject he refused to talk about? Abortion. Yes, he did. You know why I wouldn't talk about abortion? Because it doesn't matter. It's going to be settled in the courts. Period. End of story. What are, what are you going to debate? You rarely think about this comment, gentlemen. When you argue, does anybody ever win an argument? No. No. So why are we arguing? Because yeah, nobody ever, everybody always has their minds made up. Right. And so nobody, no matter what you say, you're not going to change somebody. The lunch that Seth and I had that gave birth to the concept of let's try mm -hmm. this, let's do the show, was twofold. We talked about the fact that everybody listening on radio today, left mm -hmm. or right, sits at home like a little bobblehead, and they're listening because they like what they're hearing. Nobody was attempting to do both sides, no. telling the left and the right they're wrong, and we have an awful lot to learn, and we could do better, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, across the board. And the other thing is part of the show. I mm -hmm. debated through high school and college, and it says, unless you completely understand your opponent's argument, you don't fully understand your own. Well, but the other, the, the issue which comes up in anything now, it's based on emotion. I dare yes. anybody to go to YouTube. Go look at the Kennedy-Nixon debate. You wouldn't believe how polite they were. They were firm in their right. convictions. Correct. But they were extremely polite. Correct. And now it's like the uh, the famous uh, debate, uh, debate when uh, Saturday Night Live was doing the really good stuff, the early crew, Jane Curtin and Dan Aykroyd. And Jane saying that, you men are this, 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 this. 
And Dan Aykroyd looks at the camera, Jane, you ignorant slut. Correct. Because it was funny, but it was true because right. it had gotten to be that way. It was getting out of control. And social media, you know, is... Is neither. Is, well, social media is for all the cowards to come out. Yeah. All the, I don't use it for that anymore. I do, um, I do, you know, I do commentary from time to time. I put some funny things on. Like the other day I said, if German people are, li- are literal which they are. Yeah. Sometimes they don't get sarcasm, you know, people with that background. Yeah. Believe it or not. I mean, I'm not lying. Does that mean people in the United States are illiteral? You know, <laughs> well said. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. you know what? Irony, satire, double entendre. Mm-hmm. You can't get that out of a text message. No. And that is a and social skill said. that kids are are not learning growing up. Well, and, and the fame, one of the famous things now in text, there's probably billions of them by now, what do you mean? What do you mean? Well, you know, that's that's the problem. Sarcasm does not work well in the written form. Scott, and you know, WCT's uh, dot com message line mm-hmm. says arguing doesn't have to be shouting match. It can just be a passionate dialogue conversation. And I think that there's very little of that that goes on. I mean, we right. try to do it. Even we are guilty of sometimes getting a little emotional about our arguments. Um, so, uh, you know, I think it's difficult for people to do, though. I think it's very difficult for people to just sit down and have an open it's conversation. It's a learned skill, and that's why we're here, is to try to teach and bring some of that back. You're right. Well, sport, like Sports Talks Radio's biggest problem is there are people who will say absolutely obvious, yeah. the Captain Obvious crap. Right. Talk radio is so guilty of it, it's ridiculous. Again, look at the angle. Like, if, like, if someone asked me, what do I think of Jacoby Brissett? I would say, okay... I'll give you his faults, and I'll tell you what his strengths are. His faults are he doesn't step up in the pocket, and he locks on the receiver. Because unlike other quarterbacks, he doesn't move his head. So he's not really checking down. Right. He locks on receiver. It's not that he's a horrible person, none of that. It's just that's his faults. He's a good leader. He's this, that. But you got to break it down. How many people can do that? Everybody just wants to give the emotional opinion. They suck. And this th- <laughs> well, why do they? Well, give it's me reason. Lazy. Because it, they don't lazy. do the prep like you were talking about before. Oh, here, here's one for you, Seth. I'm sure you love this one. So when, remember the Robert Mueller? He's now done with his whole thing about Donald Trump. He's hitting there or something there, but of course, after $40 million, he couldn't find a damn thing. Right. Right? So he wasted $40 million. The guy was on easy street with hiring all his lawyers because those guys all made cash on the barrelhead. So he started using this term purview. I had never heard never that heard term yeah. in my entire yeah. life. But every freaking media people say, well, in the purview, in the purview. It's like, really? You can't find a synonym? You can't find a thesaurus? Right. For those of you don't know what it means, it's like similar words. Uh, why? You bunch of lazy bums. And it's the same with headlines. There's so many deceptive headlines. Like, you go to something. I'll tell you the classic you see now. If you go somewhere and there'll be like an ad on the internet, and I'll show Tom Sell. Right? Right. Mr. Studley standing with some guy, and they said, the, these partners, who these real partners are? Well, he's married, happily married. Yeah. So they take a photo, right. and they make you think make he's it, gay. Make it, want to make it. Yeah. 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 Whatever, right. Yeah. And, and it's like, really? And they do this crap all the time. They did. In fact, one of the other things, there, was this, there were these ads running with Tom Brady, uh, John Cena, and others, where I'm watching... And they start out that they got thrown out of wrestling because this, that, the other, this, that. Well, that's because they're using this cream. And it's like, whoever wrote it doesn't know how to write. 
<laughs> they don't know how to write. Just like the other day, my other my other favorite story, and then we'll get back on the radio. Yeah. How about this one? So somebody's going to do this rip job on Johnny Carson. Well, Johnny had his faults and so on and so forth. But this idiot who did it obviously didn't do his research and did copying and didn't do very good. He said Frank Gifford supposedly had an affair with one of Johnny's um, wives. Right. And so then she went on to marry, according to the article, Kathy Lee Epstein. You idiot, was Kathy Lee Johnson, you know, who used to be on um, uh, Name That Tune. Yeah. Okay. Right? Yeah. They misspelled that. And my favorite was misspelling Wayne Newton. It turned into Wayne Newtown. <laughs> T-O-W. You social illiterate idiot. Do your research. That's what, that's what I go raving mad about. I was always careful. One time a friend of mine sent me, you'll appreciate this, Seth, that Obama was giving free gas in Detroit. I looked at this thing. Now, this is somebody who knows me and is a good friend. I think I heard right? about this. I never used this crap. And, of course, they said, well, I'm sorry. It's like, how would you believe that? Yeah. You hate the guy so much that that's what you came up with? And, and, and people buy all that crap. That's why the Internet's a dangerous thing. It's it going to kill very, more people than anybody. It's very dangerous. It uh, is. You can give us a call on the Charlie's Auto Repair Hotline, uh, 216-435-5249, and then hit 713 when it picks up the Charlie's Auto Repair Hotline. We'll take your calls. Um, NIR was great with Chizik and Isabella from Tom on the WCTs.com Thank you. message line. Yep. You have a lot of fans on here. Um, I the, paid them well. Triv was, Triv was definitely a fan of yours. I know that. Uh, and me of him. And I hated you sometimes because <laughs> Triv would go, all right, uh, you hear Isabella last night? Like, no, he, he's on. I was at home having dinner. Oh, right. And he's like, you got to start listening to Isabella because you're going to have a lot of stuff from his show that we're going to need for the next day. Said, he did that with Chiswick's show. I was like, well, yeah. the radio didn't come in in my home at NIR. Yeah. So literally, there came a point where he was... I hate to use the word bothering me so much, but he would tell me so mm-hmm. much that I would get in my car mm-hmm. and I would drive about a half mile down my street because then it's the highest the point in Cuyahoga County. In. Right. And right. so I could tune in NIR and I could hear you and I would just sit there in my car and listen to you because I was waiting for something that you would do. And I, okay, I got to write that down because that's what he's going to want. Right. And right. Was, but that's not how much of a fan he was. He would listen to you and he was... He really enjoyed. I kind of figured that a couple times. I listened the next day. I go, wait a minute. Didn't I just talk about that last night? <laughs> and what's funny is there were a lot of times that people obviously did that to Triv all the time, too. Sure. Oh, tell. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm like, God, they were talking about that. We just talked about that like, for two hours the other day. And right. now they're, they're on it. And so, I mean, yeah, you have a hell of a reputation in this town. Did you try for that job? Yes. Never got a shot at it. Yeah. I got a call from somebody you know well. Yeah. I and they don't said, want to know well. Well, we yeah. uh, uh, we aren't going to give you a tryout. And, and that's Despite a, the fact that I was number one in, in one county away. Right. That's a crime. Because. Yeah. Their I, loss. Yeah, it was absolutely yeah. their loss. And I personally know that I had conversations with people at that radio station saying that they needed you to come in and do this. And. I was given a run around and a bunch of crap because obviously they ended up picking who they wanted to pick, you know, company yeah, guy. The, and the West up, Virginian guy. Yeah, he still does a show there, by the way. Yes. And, I mean, I think they gave him a place to live downtown for the occasional times that he's here. But um, <laughs> instead of going local and 
and having somebody that knows the town, knows the right. area, and somebody that has a voice uh, of reason, somebody that was entertaining to listen to on the radio, uh, they decided not to do that. I, I don't understand why that they never even gave you a shot to do it. And it mm-hmm. was insulting, to be honest, because being a part of that show, I wanted... You're not going to replace Triv. No, you're not. No. That's not what you're, no. they were even trying to do, because you're not, you can't do no. it. But, I had to replace a, a, a dead guy, Tom Erickson. So I knew all about that. I knew what we had to do. And even when I was filling in for Chiswick, when I thought I had a shot at the job, which I really didn't, um, I understood. I understood his callers. I understood his people. And to further the point is, one guy who was in management over there, who shall go nameless, used to harass me on my show, and I caught him with a Star 69. <laughs> I'll have to tell you that off the air because yes. I don't want to get sued or get you sued. But the, my whole thing, and I remember telling you, if I had come there, my whole concept was to say what I would have said would have been this. My opening line would be, okay, I'm Jim Isabella. You know how good Mike Trevisano is. We were friends. I understand. Guess what? It's either me or dead air. It's one or the other. That's, that's your choice. And what I would do is say to you, look, I want, and I wanted to continue all the things he'd done Codes for kids, all that. Why? Because that was his legacy, and he helped out a lot of people. He showed you the way it was supposed to be done. He understood. He cared. And, uh, you know, the, I wanted to continue that. That would have been my goal. I would have absolutely said, that's what we're going to do. Embrace it. But they ran from it like cowards. Because and- the thing about it is, good works are always appreciated. And as long as you're sincere... And you're not full of crap. And people could figure out I wasn't full of crap. You may not like what I say, but you damn well knew I was being upfront with you. And that was what, what Mike was. So there would have been a similarity. Not the same type of guy, but a similarity. Because I let it rip. And look, I'm not going to talk crap about you know the show that's on there now. I don't listen no, I understand. to the show that's on there now. Um, but I, I thought it was not right the way that they handled the situation with you know yourself, especially. Mm-hmm. And... and you know, quite frankly, other you know hosts that were going out for the job, I thought that you know it wasn't handled properly. And I know behind the scenes stuff that happened. I and, will t- you know. talk crap because I don't know anybody. <laughs> what you guys have both been talking about yeah. is exactly what you said ten minutes ago about what's wrong with the business in general, and that's consultants mm-hmm. because they scrubbed as if Triv never existed. They did. They got rid of all music that was from back in Mm -hmm. the day and tried to act like people over 35 don't listen to radio anymore and they had to go for the 18 to 35 crowd and make it. Which you're not going to get on the talk show. was local. Everything that was local about and and as international and as nationwide in 40 states and parts, et cetera, et cetera. They banned callers. You knew when Triv's voice was on that you were talking to Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. And Cleveland from Toledo to Youngstown to Dayton, that was Cleveland. That was... And they scrubbed all of that because the consultant said, we're going to turn over a new leaf. That's, and what that's I what's felt like wrong I, with radio. That's what I felt like when I listened to your show, is that you knew that this guy yeah. was live and local and yeah. entertaining to listen to because yeah. it was, you would get the drunk guy from the, who left the, yeah. the bar down in Akron or wherever. And, you know, it was exciting to have that. It was funny. It was entertainment. Yeah. And, and a good caller 
one guy could talk to you about politics for five minutes, and the next time you came back from a commercial break, if the next guy wanted to talk to Browns, you could do that too. Well, yeah, because uh, the station ones, threw all that away. Well, I had all that experience because remember, I did news, right, and sports, sports. In, at the Sun newspapers. I had worked at KNR. Right. I had, you know, I did talk show for ten years. Uh, I think there's also the age discrimination plays into that. I, yes, think I hate to say that. Absolutely. But but the thing is, if you have an authoritarian voice, and you sound even if you're faking it, you know, you'll be found out eventually. But people want somebody to lead them. Terry Pluto and I had a great conversation. The great writer also writes a religious column for the Plain Dealer. And one time he was talking to these religious leaders, and they said, "We're going to have a leadership conference." And he said, "Why?" You're either a leader or you're not. And I've even found that with my new job. All of a sudden, they said, well, you know, do what you want to do. Talk to these guys. So I'm talking to a bunch of guys who I have no idea what they – I do have an idea what they're right. going to I shouldn't say that – on these different addictions. So I started talking like a human being. First of all, they're human beings. They're not just a bunch of drugs. Not, right. I mean, if you hear the stories, they're really crushing. But, like, I did one day. I put up on the whiteboard. I had a whiteboard to get to use. Jim Isabel and Halle Berry. Now, there was an actual connection to it. So I said, here's the scorecard. Jim Isabella had been married twice, first wife Bass. Halle Berry's been married three times. She has two kids. I have three kids. Uh, I went to 480 Northfield Road, which has now been destroyed, which was St. Peter Chanel. Right across the street of 481 was Bedford. So how did Jim Isabella and Halle Berry come together without even knowing each other? I was doing cable, 83, 84. She graduated in 84. She was a Bedford cheerleader, and we did some of their games. So she has to be there. I'm going to review right, the right. tapes and see if I can find it. Yeah. But we crossed paths, and I said, if I only waited two more years and, and somehow bumped into her, yes, I would have married her. I don't care interracial or not. She's smoking hot, okay? I sound like Seth now. <laughs> um, but that, that's, you know, that's creative stuff. You got, so these guys appreciated it. They had no idea how I was going to con- right, right, pull this right. connection. And it's called the hook. They used to call it the hook in, in playing music because you use, you know, the yeah. hook is uh, yeah. the, 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 the line, you know. So I think that that's lacking. Radio is about as creative as, you know, uh, washing your shorts. Not very interesting and kind of smelly. So I feel like in the world we live in today, people are begging for honesty. I'll tell you what. You give me a bunch of money, I'll be the next president of the United States because I will just lay out what they I'm going to do and say, here. We're going we're to work on cybersecurity. Boring, right? But would you like to stop being hacked? How about yeah. the border? Would you like me to fix that? I can. That I can do. How about, um, there's a whole bunch of other things I thought about, like uh, to all you climate change imbeciles, ex- excuse me, <laughs> do you realize the batteries in those electric cars, when it gets on fire, you can't stop them. You're using precious metals, and none of that's recyclable. Do you know the wind turbines? None of that's recyclable. Solar panels are not recyclable. So if you want those, fine then let's use American technology so you don't use precious metals, mess up the flight of birds, chop up rare golden eagles from your damn wind turbines that look like crap, and, and wind is not reliable. There's things like you can put a multi-design box where the wind can blow through it right. from different angles. Why aren't you doing that? Because you're all a bunch of lazy goobers. Exactly. And that's what's, that's what's wrong. You give me a bunch <laughs> of cash, I'll kick anybody's butt in a debate because they're too stupid. They're relying on consultants, and they're cramming their head full of crap. Oh, what can I say to the American people? Well, how about not lying to them? That's why I said that, and you know, 
Mike always disagrees with me, but uh, Triv was right when he said this country may need a dictator, a person oh. that can get <laughs> behind the thing and, oh, yeah. and, and say, this is what we need to do and do it now. But it's the same thing for the radio. Like, you know, Lanigan was a cranky guy. Uh, yes, he was. Uh, I could tell. And John <laughs> was a little full of himself sometimes. But on the radio, he knew how to play the game. Yes. He knew how to play the game. And that's the, that's, that's the real secret of it. You put me on radio TV, I'll kill the ratings, not because I am so full of myself, but because I've studied. And you study things, you learn. Yeah. When you stop, I said, bury me the minute I want to stop learning. I learn stuff every day on my new job. I've learned a lot of things. I know more about mental health than anybody on the air except for shrinks because I've had to deal with it in family situations. I now have to deal with it. I've had to take, I took, uh, what is it, 15 online courses for this job I'm on. I understand the system. I understand why it doesn't work. I, and, and everybody says, well, somebody shot somebody. All right, why don't you find out why? Now the the, like a little kid always says, what? Why? The problem with the radio now, though, and somebody texted me who's actually in the business. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if it's consultants as much as it's egos of oh, that's management at this point. Sure. And they think that they're right. We'll never admit that they're wrong. And oh, yeah. And they're going to go, even if they fail, they're going to go the extra mile and just to say that they were right. And mm -hmm. I think ego is getting away of making good decisions now, and especially because a lot of the people in management never actually did radio, don't understand radio. That bit, yes. And they, they won't get the local aspect. They won't get the caller aspect. They won't get what it's like to do a talk show and deal with that, that kind of stuff. And I, I think that that's the problem. Well, and I think you also got to study the most successful people why are they successful well in the case of like sean hannity they give him what 500 stations to work with so they're just filling time and they're not paying people one of the things that has happened is the other thing is accountants have killed radio and news well you know it becomes the chicken and egg well there's nothing local to listen to then it's going to listen to you well right. we want listeners well then why don't you pay well we can't do that why can't you do that right i mean it's it, people have taken simplicity and turn it into a Rubik's Cube. Yeah. You know, oh, yes. Let's twist and turn and let's yeah. come up with something because they're too stupid. They have no common sense. As a matter of fact, my late cousin Ron, God rest his soul, was talking to a guy that retired from Giant Eagle. And one day this guy said to my cousin Ron, You know, Ron, there's more of them than there are of us now. Yeah. Take that for it's what it's the lowest been. common denominator that stuff. No kidding. Yeah. So, but I mean, I mean, like, look, I, I think that divorcing from Triv was stupid. It was just stupid. Because if you built, if, if somebody spent 22 years building something, okay, and you're, get, and you're getting ratings, you're getting numbers, you're getting commercials, which you had plenty of, why would you mess with that? Unless you're a narcissist. Well, that's just it. You're trying to prove a point that you know better than everybody than else. everybody else. Oh, so, so somebody who's not doing like Triv numbers, and I know someone who was there didn't know anything about getting good ratings themselves. <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, I mean, yep. you, you, you know, the old uh, Milton Burrow joke, you steal from the best. That's what you do. You steal from the best. You learn from people. It's like, yeah. I could not do Howie Chiswick. I could do an imitation, but I couldn't do him. But I knew if I had that job, or like Tom Erickson had this obsession with three things that he always talked about. He didn't get a lot of callers. He got decent ratings, which was weird. He was obsessed with Bigfoot. 
absolutely upset. Space program, which nobody cared about. Right. I loved the space program as a child. I wouldn't talk about it today because nobody gives a damn. They just don't care. And the third one's, he didn't get a job from Don Pasqualic, who was the mayor of Akron, so he was always ripping on Pasqualic. And, you know, those three subjects, and yet he got okay ratings. But he didn't get a lot of college. Some nights he was struggling for college. I don't know why. Why, why can't you tell? People talk to me about this. This is important, you know. But it, I mean, but you're right. You learn from the best. I mean, yeah. what I do, like, even again on such a small scale, because you know, we're this podcast is basically still a baby, just getting going. Right. Sure. And uh, you know, we're on a lot of stuff, a lot of platforms, and it, it seems to be going in the right direction. That's good. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'll sit at home and I'll be watching news channels or whatever it is. I have a sharpie at home, mm-hmm. and I have a piece of paper, and I just write down the notes. And that's what, you know, again, you learn from the best. That's what Trevor used to do, is he'd come in, he'd have this, his briefcase, and he'd have big, all these papers, and everything had like a little Sharpie note written on it, a little mm-hmm. line underneath, you know, to separate his thoughts. And so that way you knew what he was going to talk about. And he right. knew, and he didn't forget. And that's the kind of stuff I try to pick up and learn. And it seems like now radio wants to be so different, and they they, they just do all the new Until, things. And on the social media this, social media that, let's play the new song. And it, that's not what works. It doesn't work that way. Until someone is the breakout. Howard Stern, who I never listened to, okay? And I, I know he's different now. He's doing the... I didn't listen to him because I thought he was lazy because all he was doing was sex show. I could have done a sex show. I mean, it's not that hard. If you have any kind of imagination, it's not hard to do a sex show. So why? But he was the breakout guy. Because of that, that got the shock jock thing. The first, right? And, you know, you can which, be the first, and then they had Jerry Springer and all that. But you have to also be original. You've got to bring something to the table that's different than the other people. The problem is, you can copycat, and then you what do you, what do you have? What do you have in your back pocket? The one thing I always had was experience. One of my greatest moments was because of two callers, and I ended up getting together. The story was this: this guy called up. He's a veteran, and he's frustrated. He's not getting his benefits, and he's really hurting about it. I said, okay, let me get some callers on. How he used to do this, and I actually took this idea. Guy calls me later. He says, hey, I can help that guy. I said, really? He said, okay. Well, we shut it down, took his name off the air. The other guy called back. I bleeped it so I could write his number down. Right. And within a week, the guy had his benefits because he wow. knew someone at the VA. Do you know what that did for me? That, <laughs> that was worth every aggravation in my life on the air. Because that was the moment you felt, and the audience felt it too. It was genuine. It, it, it was organic. It wasn't something I planned. Right. And this was like, wow. What a mo- I, I felt like a million bucks. I really, really did. And those are the most satisfying things is when you do stuff like that. And you connect with people. And you, and you never know what it's going to be. You never know what that one thing... One night, I walked on the air, and, saw, and the guy who was doing the TV stuff before they sold the little TV thing said to me, what are you going to talk about? I said, I'm still milling it over. He says, you're going on the air. And I said, I can't figure what. There was nothing that really struck me. So I sat there about two minutes into the ABC News. I go, all right, I'll talk about this, whatever it was. We had a whole night that worked brilliantly. And it was just, I went with something organic because I wasn't sure. Because there was not, you know, some nights you come on the air and you go, do I really want to talk about this or sometimes again? Yeah, right. I mean, God almighty. Hearing. By the way, if I ever hear Hillary Clinton's voice, I'm jumping off the bridge, okay? I mean, it was that shrill thing. And I just got to the point where I knew during election season, I knew what I was going to have to put up with. 
But I also said, what angle is coming up here? And by the way, the other thing is reporters are, are terrible listeners. And, and I think, Seth, you can relate to this. I sat at a press conference or listening press conference, especially during the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, I was the first one, by the way, in Parma with COVID. Thank you very much at Parma Hospital. <laughs> yes. The, where's the plaque? Where's the plaque, for God's sake? Uh, and they didn't have all the vaccines either at the time. But I was watching Slow Acton, Amy Acton, as I used to call her. And remember her? This, she was like the Surgeon General, whatever you called her, of the state. Right. One night I exploded on her because she said, now, put on your cape. Your cape. Put on I, your mask. I went freaking crazy. What are you talking to, a three-year-old? <laughs> I'm a man. Don't be talking to me like that. What the hell's wrong with you? And she was so condescending. And that's what I said. You've lost the audience. You've lost the audience because you're condescending. Yeah. We and that some, can happen to talk shows, too. We had some fun with her, man. I'll tell oh, you what, I, like I remember she that. She was something. Oh, I bet. <laughs> she was something. Don your mask. Put on your cape. Oh, come on, man. You say that one more time. I'm going to put a mask on, all right? Just put your bikini yeah. on and yeah, throw please. people, okay? You know, come on. I'm pretty sure Triv drove her and about 10 other people to quit their jobs in the time that I was <laughs> <You're> <laughs> on, the, on right. that show because you can just <laughs> harass the hell out of somebody. I may have people. done this to the current mayor of Akron. Probably. I called him Horrible Horgan. <clears throat> and okay. he's not writing again. Huh. And he said, for personal reason, he won't tell anybody why. Jim Isabella chased him off. <laughs> By the way, I, NPR used to be, well, they talk like this because they get too close to the microphone, you know, like that. It's like the, your golf guys. Right, you know, right, right. Now, now every other show is climate change. I won't, please. That's why the audience is so minimal. Have, have, have a different thought. It's, it, the one thing about politics is it'll drive you nuts. I did it for 10 years, and I had my thoughts and all that. But you just try and avoid the sameness. By the way, that was one thing Triv was deft at. He avoided a lot of stupid stuff. He he recognized, because he had been a caller, he recognized, oh, this isn't going to work. I'm tired of talking yeah, about that. Yeah. He was really good at that. Next slide. Thing. Next slide. That's all Amy Acton would say. Next slide, please. Oh. Next slide. And we actually had a drop. It was next slide. Next slide. Every time. Every time. We go to a different time. Next slide. Next slide. Yes. It's just nonstop. We got to take a quick break. Cool. Uh, don't forget, you can pick up your T-shirts. You're in the air. Uh, an homage to Triv, if you will, on the SethWilliamsShow.com. Or you can go to Mario's Barbershop in Parma and get them there if you don't want to do it online. Uh, Mario's gracious enough to have uh, some shirts at his shop that you can pick up as well. And then uh, we're going to get an east side location coming soon. So looking forward to that. Yes. So we will be right back with Jim Isabel. Audio Base Studios is your one-stop shop for all your recording needs. Whether you're a musical artist, podcaster, want to record an audiobook, or have any other audio or video needs, they can all be met at Audio Bay Studios. Recording is available 24-7 to accommodate your time requirements. Audio Base Studios is conveniently located at 605 Clague Parkway in Bay Village, Ohio. Visit us online at www.audiobasestudios.com or call us today at 440-539-1150. With trucker strikes and rising inflation, food shortages are becoming a big, big problem. Don't let yourself get caught unprepared. Buy a food survival kit today from My Patriot Supply and save. 
over 2,000 calories a day to keep you healthy and strong with a 25-year shelf life to ensure it's ready for you when the shit hits the fan. Go to www.bit.ly slash cmspnfood, order your supplies today, and invest in yourself and your family now before it's too late. www.bit.ly slash cmspnfood, my patriot supply. This is Tim Elkhorn, radio voice of the Cleveland Cavaliers for attorney Will Spiegelberg. Will Spiegelberg is not only a name you know, he's someone you can trust as your attorney no matter the circumstance. Will Spiegelberg is an attorney you can always count on. Will Spiegelberg is the attorney you should contact for all your legal work. When you need an attorney, call Will Spiegelberg at 216-233-4240. Attorney Will Spiegelberg, a great teammate. 216-233-4240. We'd like to thank our newest sponsor, Will Spiegelberg, attorney at law. Um, If you'd like to be part of our growing sponsorship family, give us a call, visit thesethwilliamshow.com. Yeah, thesethwilliamshow.com. Um, his, uh, Does he sue actually, the government? That's you know if he could sue the government. No, but his commercials are actually done by the the voice of the Cavaliers. Very exciting. So that's nice. So uh, very happy to have Will Spiegelberg, attorney at law, on our side. Brings us one day closer to being on the air more than one day a week. And actually, he's going to be doing some very cool stuff with us. We're going to announce that probably next week on the show. Okay. Or we'll do that today, too, maybe. All right, we'll bring him on the show. So uh, thank him. We'll talk to him in just a few. Jim Isabella joins us now, though. Um, By, By the way... Let me ask you. Go, go, ahead. go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I once made up. I can't. I don't think my memory will remember it, but I made up a little song about you in my head. Just a little like four line thing. Was it about losing a leg? No, 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 no. This is a long time ago, oh. because you were talking about chicks all the time, and I, <laughs> I, I got, I'll see if I can remember it sometime, and I'll send it to you. All right. All but right. I mean, I never sang it because God knows if I sang. I could clear out a. You know, I could clear out Cleveland <laughs> Stadium, even if the Browns won. You know, but no, I. Uh, I always thought that was the funniest thing about when you and I were talking about with radio is yeah. that there are people that just that just should never do radio. The worst oh, yeah. radio I ever heard was when the Indians, you know, Herb Score retired. So they're going to bring on Mike Egan, who's yep. good. He actually broadcast while he was a player for the Oakland A's. People do not know that. Sometimes he had to come down for the pinch hit from the booth. He, that, that's a true story. Wow. It's for Char- that. Charles O. Finley, who was a little nutty. Uh, look him up, as Casey's thing once said. But they put Davey Nelson trying to do play-by-play on radio. Allow me to say the following, okay? The Baton Death March was something you would rather see than Davey Watch Nelson. That. He was trying to do radio, play-by-play. <laughs> and he was like, it's like, why did you do that? He's an ex-jock. Have him do be the analyst. Yeah. You know. But a lot of crazy things have happened in radio. And, and when I was in National Ohio a couple times. You want a quickie? Yeah. Let me rephrase that. A quick well, story. I was going to say. For you pervs out story, there. Yeah. <laughs> I know you people. You know, depending yeah. on what time it is. <laughs> well, wait, I'm, well, I stopped drinking. So you, <laughs> Yes. I may start after this show. But anyway, the funniest thing happening one time was in National Ohio. Working at WNCO, all American music in red, white, and blue, because I, I would be on all night, and they'd merge the two stations. One is was like uh, Doctor Office music, and there was country. Well, the you know 
the boom. So I would do all night show, and I was sports director. I was like youngest sports director in the country. I was probably 20 when I'm doing that. So I had to sleep all day and then go do sport, right. you know, sporting events. So one night, some of the staff, let me just say this, they were inebriated. Yeah. They come in, and one of the ladies who uh, went to Omar the tent maker for clothes, <laughs> she brought in this hot blonde. Okay, I'm talking in Seth's room, smoking hot. Yeah. Okay. So I'm doing the show. I'm literally doing the show. And we had touch screens in those days. Lights would come on, and you and you had records. You had to, back, for those of you who didn't know, in the days when they had vinyl, you had to back it up. It was called, woo, 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 and you would do it because turntables that were different speeds because you didn't want the sound to go, blah, blah, blah. I'm trying to do so. I'm on the air. I flip open my mic. This chick jumps into my chair. Arms. Yes. She's sitting in my lap. I mean, I've not invited her to do such. So I started trying to do a commercial. It was a live spot. I can't remember what it was for. And I said, and I go, <laughs> I start cracking myself up. I said, let's, uh, here's Dolly and her partons. That's all I did. Because <laughs> I had a bill. And by the way, I, I once went out with her to breakfast at her house once. Damn. Oh well, nice. oh man, shit. So there was there was a lot of weird stuff that happened. The one night I wanted, yeah, radio's weird. Well, the one night I wanted to get fired, I can still remember what I did. I didn't get fired. It was like one thirty in the morning. So my buddy Bruce Brody, he was on. They used to have a weird thing. They had the AM FM guys were on six hours a day. They do three hours AM, three hours FM, or flip flop. Yeah. Okay. So he was hanging around. We're having a Domino's pizza, which by the way in those days sucked. I mean. This table with, do. With, with a little tomato sauce would have been a lot better. But we're sitting there, and I said, I'm going to do something screwy. So he said, I'll go out in the lobby, which was right next to it, and he could see through the glass and hear me. So I had this commercial for Souter and Sons. And like they were home. They'd fix up your home. I cracked myself up, couldn't finish the commercial. I just I let in, and I said, do you have rat turds in your otherwise worthless home? And I just lost it. <laughs> he falls off the table out there, and I'm like, okay, well, now if I don't get fired, I'll never get fired. <laughs> and I didn't finish the commercial. Yes. I uh, Probably one of the weirdest things that happened to me, I was doing a show, and it was a, on the rock station, on MMS, and you know, whatever, some lady showed up at Tower City because that's where we were doing the show. Oh. And right. so that's where the studio was at the time. Right. And she shows up, and it's probably 10, 11 o'clock at night, and she's wearing nothing but a leather outfit, whatever. So I let her in. We're talking. And next thing you know, she breaks out like a bowl. Not like, a, not like a pot bowl, just a bowl. And like a cereal bowl. Yeah, and she puts some water in it. And she starts taking my shoes off. And she starts washing my feet in this bowl. And then she starts, like, kissing the toes and all this stuff. And I'm on the air trying to wow. do the show. And she had this major foot thing and wanted to come up there and do this for me. And it was the most bizarre thing ever. Now, it wouldn't take her as long because I only got one. But still, <laughs> it was Plus, quite you might do the other one, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a metal yeah. polish. Strange thing is, Jim, coincidentally, yeah. it was the Thursday before Easter. Well, that's funny <laughs> because at St. Margaret Mary, where I went to school, that's no longer around, too. There's a lot of places that I went to that are no longer around. Uh, maybe it was me. But anyway, my father was in the Holy Name Society and all that stuff of the Catholics. This is Catholic stuff. So they would reenact when Jesus washed the apostles' feet, including my own father's. And I used to think how weird that was. 
You know, so maybe she thought she was Jesus. Quite possibly. I did have long hair and stuff going on. So, I mean. Well, there you you go. It was something to see. But it was bizarre. But she was kind of hot wearing his leather outfit. Nice. I used to ask on stage if Jesus could walk on the water. Was it hard for Mary to give him a bath? (laughs) Okay. Well, here's one for you. Go ahead. So Jesus has Mary Magdalene, who's like the prostitute or whatever. And she begs for forgiveness. And, of course, he gives it because he believes in, in all that stuff, right? We're not doing religion, folks. There's a joke to this, all right? Just just pay it. Just, just, <laughs> hello, McFly. You'll be fine. And then Jesus looks out to the crowd and famously says, Let he without sin throw the first rock. Rock hits him in his head. He goes, Mom, sometimes you really piss me off. <laughs> his mother was out. That's yes, so. yes, yes. I have to explain that to those who are not religious or Get off the phone unless you're listening to us. Thank you very much. Eighth grade, St. Bartholomew School, Middlebrook Heights. I raised my hand and asked the visiting Monsignor, could they have gotten the stain out of the Shroud of Turin if they'd used Miracle White? Man, somebody, I, I gotta did you get back. smacked with a ruler? When I got home, oh, I got the did. belt. I'm glad they extended the length of this table so when the lightning comes down, yeah. it strikes you. <laughs> oh, but, there's, you know, there's a, there's a joke about that, too. Famous joke, priest is the nun is a caddy. So he goes out there, and he misses like a two-foot putt. He goes, damn. And the sister goes, oh, it's a terrible thing. You can't be smart. You're right, sister. You're right, sister. So say three homers. Says three homers. They move on. Goes down the line. He's playing pretty well. And then he shanks one off into the woods. And he goes, damn. Oh, you can't say this. Say four our fathers. And she says, you're right, sister, like that. They get to the 18th hole. The priest, now, if he knocks in this five-foot birdie putt, he will have the greatest score of his life. He's going to have that greatest score. Gets up there and rims it out and goes, damn, all of a sudden from above. Clouds are gathering, and all of a sudden, a bolt of lightning comes down and hits the nun. Quiet. The priest looks around. He looks up. And he suddenly hears his voice. Damn. Damn. <laughs> so what are you up to? We gotta wrap things up here in just a yes. minute. We got a Will Spiegelberg coming on. We got a big announcement for the show. Uh Jim, what are you doing these days? Other than you so you're talking to people at the Well, I actually work with uh people at um, CHC addiction services. I'm a, uh, what's called a residential aid. So we check them, we give them meds. When we give them meds, we don't physically touch the pills. They they do. That's a whole yeah. legal thing. Uh, it's just a remarkable organization with all the housing and stuff they do. But I work with the, the men, so I do that uh, uh, five days a week, and then I work over doing voiceovers at Ideastream live. That's cool. From 6 to midnight, support comes from. A good friend of mine actually works over there. Yeah. Glenn Forbes? Yes. yes. He's the news director. Yes. Yep. I don't get to He's see him. He's a good him. man. But I, I, now I'm, so I'm working six days a week. And uh, it's been it's been interesting. Uh, it's just weird sitting in a studio by yourself for six hours, and you got to listen to stuff. You know, I mean, I can put my phone on and watch football on Sunday nights, but do you want to get back into it? Do you want to get back into yes. radio? If if someone gave me the opportunity even once a week, I'd love to do it because I think radio is by far the best medium. It's the only thing you can take everywhere. You don't, you know, like I love what you're doing here with the rate, the radio kind of idea with internet, but also video. I think that that I like doing that. 
Um, the one thing people have never doubted is I have lots of opinions. I'm sure you haven't picked up on that yet. <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, you know. That's what I love about doing this show is that uh, I'd love to do radio. I just got a house, though, so it's not like I can travel across the country to, to do what I want to do. And there's not a whole lot of radio. Unless they hook you up. Like yeah. they do some hosts. But there's, yeah, I mean, some that are here. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I would love to, to get back into it, but this is a good outlet. This is fun to be able to go on and yeah. do stuff like this and, you know, get reaction from people, whether it's on the Charlie's Auto Repair Hotline or the WCT's message line. Um, well, people are doing podcasts throughout this country who are famous. There are people who are on network television that are doing it. Because they like the very thing you're talking about. What you're doing is good stuff. And by the way, I'm, anytime you need to call me, if you don't need me to just call in or you whatever, I'll, I'll, I'll do oh, yeah. I'll do whatever for you. And I will do my Don Pardo. i got to get that done, yes. Well, I also think we're at a crossroads in the country. Yes. We need to learn how to listen and talk with what, each other. What was that word again. you used, that dirty yeah, word, that, listen? That L word. <laughs> Listening involves comprehension. Yep. You've got to focus. 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 Let's hope the pendulum swings back, history repeats itself, all of those kinds of things. Oh, yeah. And there's room at the table for all of us. There's room at the table for all of us, except if I if I see certain foods, you're all out of here. Amen to that. <laughs> I don't need all. I just, I, I mean, I, I, I never go. get first. To, see, the other thing, and Seth will appreciate this, when you're overweight, you've got to be the last one to go to the buffet table. Or else everybody judges you. Yes. yes. They judge you. See, he's got to eat everything. <laughs> At that point, you want to say, be, 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 be. I won't say the word. That is so true. I always felt like very self-conscious going to a buffet. Now I just don't care. Uh, but, you know, yeah, but look who's going to the buffet, too. There's, we, there's people who could eat me. I mean, literally. <laughs> I went, we went to a, a Chinese buffet when, we were, when I was a kid. I had two brothers and a sister, my mom and my dad. And the owner literally followed us out of the restaurant and asked my dad, to not bring the family back again because Whoa. we put some food away that night. That's funny. We got a message on the WCTs.com uh, message line. Um, make sure to have Jim back often. So we are yes. going to absolutely right. do that. Absolutely. And yeah. the drive wasn't bad up here, but, uh, you know, um, I just have one question. Where are the babes? I mean, I, I used to have streams of women coming to the studio. Yeah, we're working wait, on it. Wait a minute. Huh? Huh? I had to sneeze there. <laughs> We're anyway. working on the babes coming into the studio, but my wife is in the car, I think, on the parking lot. There you lot. go. Uh, our gym is well. Oh, she's thank a you. babe. How did you get her? We're still working on yeah, that one. I got on one, that, too. No doubt. <laughs> I thought I, I had money. I told you earlier. Too, <laughs> but appreciate Jim coming in. Thank Jim you. Isabella, thank you so much. Thank you, Jim. Uh, we got to take a quick break. We're going to bring uh, Will Spiegelberg, our newest sponsor, on. Uh, Jim, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure and an honor talking to you. Thank and you. we're going to make Did sure to do it again soon. Yes. Thanks so much. We'll be right back. Thanks. Union Home Mortgage Foundation was designed to help equip families in our local communities with the tools and resources to achieve economic self-sufficiency. Union Home Mortgage participates in multiple donation drives and fundraisers annually because their partners prioritize helping others. They know it feels good to do good and encourage you to make a difference in your community today. Union Home Mortgage. It makes sense to finance your next home with a good neighbor. Call 866-808-7711. What separates Triv's restaurant in Strongsville from everybody else? I'll tell you. Some restaurants you go to to eat the same thing over and over and over. 
But then there are restaurants like Triv's where you want to go there every single time and eat something different until you have eaten every single thing on the menu. Why? Because the food's delicious. And it has been for almost a quarter of a century. Triv's has amazing food, outstanding service, and an opportunity for you to have private dining, special events, intimate occasions. You can enjoy a memorable fine dining experience in your own intimate, dedicated space. Visit Triv's in the heart of Strongsville. Call now for reservations. Dial 440-238-8830. That's 440-238-8830. Trust Joe's Lakewood Computer at 14035 Madison in Lakewood. They have over 30 years of professional service, handling laptop and desktop repair services, virus removal, data migration. You can trust them with hardware updates to your computer's memory and hard drive. Call 216-651-3880. Whether you need a simple Windows reinstall or you're interested in the latest in computers or gaming, call Joe's Lakewood Computer at 216-651-3880. Aaron T. and Signs has become your complete one-stop sign shop. Call Jimmy at 216-299-9344. Their friendly and professional staff can and will help you design and build your company brand and identity from start to finish. One-stop means you get the complete package from one location, custom logo designs, vehicle graphics, banners, t-shirts, storefront marquees, and so much more. Aaron T. and Signs, 4883 Turney Road, 216-299-9344. All right, back here on the Seth Williams Show with Mike Chisalka. Thank you all for joining us tonight. We only got a few minutes left, but we want to bring on our newest sponsor to the show. Thank you very much, Mr. Will Spiegelberg, attorney at law. Will, how are you doing tonight? I'm tired. You look tired. Yeah. Why are you tired? I went to the uh, basketball game yesterday. In Detroit? In Detroit. Yes. Oh, that's right. You sent me a picture last night. Yes. And I was looking at the the floor, uh, the court, and I was like, all right. He said he was at the Cavs game. It can't be at the Cavs game because it doesn't look like the Cavs floor. Right. No, you were in Detroit seeing the game. Yes, sir. Wow. I like the Cavs. I, obviously. Yeah. A friend of mine uh, is the. Um, I would not. I'm not. I shouldn't say that. A, a guy I know is a good friend of mine. Maybe not really, but he is the voice of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Mr. Tim Elcorn. That's yep. correct. As a matter of fact, that the commercial or whatever you call that is, I'm going to. Share with you is it aired what, tonight. It aired oh, tonight it did. Oh, wow! Yes. Cool. Thank yes, you. Anyway, I'll tell I'll tell Mr. Elkhorn that he did that, um, but he will be on tonight for with the Cleveland Cavaliers. He's going to be at the game. Yes, seven thirty. Correct. Yep. I think seven thirty okay. start in Toronto. Th- that is correct. Tonight. So, so for just for Michael, this is no lie. This is the truth. I decided to come here rather than to go to the game. Thanks, bro. See, that's awesome. He kicked me out. He wanted to kick me out. He said, do it next week. I said, no, no, please. We gave up the game. <laughs> you said you were tired. It was like a man. Yeah, I was tired because I do I, I, know, I, I went to the game. I had to drive all the way from Detroit to come to be in, to be in court today to, to you know defend my clients. So I had to drive all the way from Detroit because last night my grandson said, my grandson went, is at Ohio University. We used to go all the time yeah. to the gas. And then now he's at Ohio University. He, he goes, well, we should go to Cavs game sometime. I said, well, when, when can we go? He, he's, I, I say, he goes, I said, well, why don't we go tonight? He goes, wow. uh, what? I said, well, why don't we go tonight? He goes, I go, we can have, have dinner with Ms. Elkhorn if you want. Yeah. But we could. It didn't work. Okay. We couldn't go to dinner with Ms. Elkhorn. 
So I said, well, let's go to the Cavs game. So we went to the Cavs game. Nice. That's fantastic. And we're uh, happy to have you here, and we're letting you not, not really, not really make. <laughs> he wants to kick me out. He says, "Go no, next time." Next I heard time. that. I, know. I, was, I stood you, up for you. I said, I know, "No, no, no, I know, no, 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 I know, I know." You did. See? He's got some serious issues. That's he does. okay. All right. <laughs> and you have a serious, wonderful news for our listening audience, don't you? Oh, sure. And I, I, for our listening audience, what I'd like to do is to give away. Two tickets to the Cleveland Charge, okay? If you haven't been to the Cleveland Charge, there's nothing like it. It is so much fun. Uh, I'll be there tomorrow. The, the one problem you, you may have, the problem with these tickets is you may sit next to me. But I'm not sure, but I guarantee you will be in seeing the Charge. If you sit next to me, that's the only price you may have to pay for this. So That's... And... They also have to download SeatGeek. Seat you Geek. can't get well. Uh, yes, you yeah. have to download SeatGeek. So in I, so you ha, before you call on a trivia question, or you have to download SeatGeek. And I'm going to even share with you. It'll the game will be on Wednesday, the uh, the thirtieth of November. If you can't go, please don't call or participate. Let somebody else do it. Because, um, but that is, we'll give you two tickets to the charge, and you might get to sit next to me as Fair a bonus. Enough. What's At, the trivia question? Yeah, we got we got like three minutes left. Okay, Otherwise, okay. Henry's going right. to kick us who, out. Here, so. All right, here's the trivia question: Who replaced Tim Alcorn? Who who did Tim Alcorn replace as the Cavaliers announcer? That's a trivia question. It's not that bad. That's not that tough. So, so let's go two one six four three five five two four nine. 216-435-5249 and eight seven one three when it picks up. Who did Tim Alcorn and replace? Seth and I will sit here till midnight if we yeah. have to. to I wait don't for somebody no, please. to call. I don't think. I don't think. Um, no, I'm kidding. Well, let's give it a try. Two tickets to the Cleveland Charge. Yep. For for Wednesday night. Wednesday night. This coming Wednesday. And where do they play? They play at the Wolstein Center. So if you if you don't uh, can't go, please don't don't participate. Let somebody else win. 216-435-5249, and then hit 713 when it picks up. Who did Tim Alcorn replace as the Cleveland Cavaliers announcer? We're waiting patiently. People are mentioning me in, uh, in comments. They are getting the answer. They're correct. Googling it. Why? They're Googling it. Like Seth used to. <laughs> you know, we had this podcast in the other day, and uh, we were talking about trivia and Yep. Uh, how Seth was such a good, except he was not a good enforcer, you know. Anyway. <laughs> I was a good enforcer. I did good at hosting trivia. Nope. I, okay, maybe I was good a little it, bit yeah. lax when it came to, you know, actually enforcing the rules. People are texting in the comment on the WC's message line. Right. You have to call. Good ben, luck with that. Good luck call. with that. Give a number. What? I did give a number, 216-435-5249, and it hit 713. Another guy texted in the correct answer and didn't call to get the tickets. What was the correct answer? Well, I'm not going to say it. Oh, okay. But do you think it was the correct answer? Let me take Write it down on a piece of paper. Let me see if you got it, if you got it right. Well, I'm not going to write I don't have the pen with me. The pen on the I floor. gave you one. All right, here's what we're going to do. You're going to have to email because we have to get going. Yep. And so people are getting the, the correct answer, but... Go with. Uh, uh, uh. You're right. 
Yep, see? Okay. I think people are going to get confused on that, but I think that, maybe you know, email Seth and Mike at Outlook.com. Seth and Mike at Outlook.com, and we will pick a winner tonight. Yes, we uh, will. And we will get the information to uh, Mr. Spiegelberg. So email us tonight, Seth and Mike at Outlook.com, and we will get you. We'll the get you the tickets so that you can get in on Wednesday. It's easy enough. Will, we appreciate you being a sponsor to the show. Much appreciated. We are welcoming you aboard, and we're looking forward to a long run with you and making this thing a, a, a Big podcast. That makes, uh, what, two of you? That Three. Makes, yeah, two of us that think it's going to be big. No, no, I mean two of, that makes. <laughs> That's it. No, that makes two of you guys who want me on because I certainly <laughs> forget it. Yes. I could have been in the ball game. I could have been at the ball game tonight. Well, I mean, you still well, have half hour to get to Toronto. Huh? No, I, 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 my, I really didn't. I mean, I no plan. I could. I would have gone, but they're in I, Toronto. But I promised Michael Shizelka. They're in be Canada. Here. I know that. You need a I, passport. I got one. All right. All right. Well, we got to run. We got to get going. We thank you for listening tonight. We got Dave Mortash coming on next next week. week. Uh, looking forward to that. And uh, again, thank you for joining us. Will Much maybe we have two tickets for next week? Absolutely, Jim Isabella. Thank you very much thank for you, joining Jim. us as well. And God willing, we will talk to you next Monday night, 5 o'clock. Have and we'll give the tickets away earlier so you'll have time to call. And get your shirts on the website, thesethwilliamshow.com or Mario's Barbershop in Parma. Thank you very much. We'll talk Bye. to you next week. All the right words Cold and unsaid It's a mystery to me How we never Found time to say them at all all the right words were all that remained to keep us from breaking down.